Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the inaugural episode of The Unconventionals. That's right, folks. I'm doing my own roundtable talk show here at Upstate Unconventional. And I have to give a huge shout out to my friend Matt over at The Great Deception and my buddy Ghost at my Third Eye Podcast. Matt does the Monday Night Master Debaters and Ghost does the Talk at the Tavern. And both of these fine gentlemen have inspired me to do my own show. I'm calling it The Unconventionals for the first episode. Um, Ron Weed suggested that I call it Nico and the Unconventionals, but figured I'd just take my name out of it and just call it The Unconventionals. It sounds more dramatic, but I don't know. That's subject to change. We'll see how it goes. But this was a fun conversation. I have Whitney Fox from WhitneyFoxMedium.com, Lehman Dollins from the Hypnagogic Taurus Podcast, Ron Weed from the Imaginarium of Thought, and Ghost Pops In from My Third Eye Pop Podcast. Popcast. I don't know why I said that. But anyway, I hope you guys enjoy it. And as always, if you've had a paranormal or a spiritual experience, or you want to come on and talk about some unconventional topics, send me an email at upstateunconventional at gmail.com and find me on Instagram at upstate underscore unconventional. I know I don't post anything on Instagram. I'm kind of sick of the platform, but I keep my stories updated and maybe I'll post something one day. I don't know. If I get the gumption to do so, I might. But yeah, send me an email or a message on there. And uh, if you want to support the show, give me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and enjoy this episode. It's fun, and I'm going to do many more in the future, probably once a month, and maybe more. We'll see, but enjoy it, and I'll see you on the next one. To this, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Upstate Unconventional. Tonight, I have a very special crew. Everyone's been on the show already. Uh, but I just felt the need to get this group of people together. We might have a few more joining in, but starting off, we have Whitney Fox from WhitneyFoxMedium.com. We have Mr. Lehman Dollins from Lehman Dollins Art and the Hypnagogic Taurus Podcast, and Mr. Ron Weed with his girlfriend tonight. I don't know if she's going <laughs> to talk on the show, but Ron Weed from the Imaginarium of Thought. So how's everyone doing tonight? We're good, Nico. Fantastic. Yeah, I'm, I'm just doing, doing great. Just uh, enjoying the nice weather. <laughs> Rock and roll. So I've summoned you all here for a secret council. We're going to destroy the one ring of power. We need to go deep into the heart of Mordor. Oh, this is the wrong podcast. Anyway, so how are we doing tonight, guys? Lehman, I know you wanted to talk a little bit about timelines, and uh, we've got we're actually all in a group chat and we've been saying a bunch of different stuff together, but yeah, let's, let's just throw that idea out there with the timelines. Uh, well, you know, um, in the new age community, this idea has kind of been floating around for a long time and I'm not exactly sure who brought it forward. Maybe it was the channeled information from the law of one. Maybe it was Dolores Cannon. I'm not exactly sure, but it's prevalent now. And the idea is that, um, we can choose a better timeline than we're currently on. We, a lot of people believe that we've jumped timelines in the last 20 years or so 
because of the Mandela effect. And I'm sure everybody here and everybody listening to this podcast has had some sort of experience or at least is aware of the Mandela effect. And so, you know, the last few days, the energy is just saying that it's been peculiar. Let, let me use that word. And I really have been having this draw, like, uh, usually I, 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 I don't, I'm, I'm very focused on staying positive. And I've had this draw to kind of fall into the nonsense that's, you know, just keeping up with what's on mainstream uh, news. And, and I think it's to keep me from choosing a better timeline where, you know, all of us get to the other side and we're able to uh, enjoy the life that we're probably meant to have. And uh, so I've, I've just been kicking around. Is it a valid idea? And if we're all just energy and vibration, then it's valid to me. You could uh, jump timelines. And I don't know, I'll leave it up there and let somebody take the football from there. Yeah, um, I was going to say with uh, the Mandela effect, my experience is the whole uh, Sinbad, uh, Sinbad movie, uh, Kazam or whatever, where he was a uh, he was a genie and he was uh, granting wishes for some, uh, you know, rich, rich family. And um, I remember seeing that movie uh, because it was terrible and we all commented on how terrible it was. <laughs> And uh, I even have uh, my co-host, Trey, he's actually seen the movie as well. And the Mandela effect is that that movie was never completed, never released to the public. But I, I watched it with my family members. I know I remembered it specifically. We were up in our parents' room. So, um, and too, um, Ron. Yo, you saw that one? Yeah. Yeah, it, it was a bad movie. I, I remember that's what I remembered about it. Pretty sure I saw it too. I mean, it's in bad. Right. Yes, and Ben, that was the height of his popularity, you know, around the. Yeah. But um, yeah, um, you know, it makes me think like what you're saying about the uh, jumping timelines because of the whole uh, quantum uh, physics experiment, uh, that famous one about uh, perspective, um, where uh, these uh, they were doing some sort of obser observation experiment. And um, whenever the scientists weren't observing like the particles mm -hmm. and stuff like that, they were just doing whatever they wanted. They were just in chaos. Uh, and then um, whenever the scientists began observing the experiment, they, they began following a pattern. They began forming and, and doing a specific task. So it's basically showing that um, the universe around us uh, shapes to uh the observer right our the perspective double shapes reality mm. yeah double double slit that's right yeah it's, it can be either a particle or a wave depending on the observer right like come on yes yeah. it's right there <laughs> and now they believe we don't even the, have to uh, speculate anymore <laughs> yeah. the electron the electron isn't even there until a, an observer is there it so the the intent precedes the matter right yeah isn't that the schrodinger schrodinger's cat as well Explain right um, mm -hmm. 
So, Whitney, what's your thoughts on that? Do you do you think that uh, you know we can choose like castles in the sky, and you know we're able to fly just as long as we're well, laser laser focus? You know, uh, when we had sort of tossed this idea around in the message in the thing, I'd mentioned CERN. You know, yeah. they're firing up CERN. So uh, I remember. I mean, there's a few Mandela effect things that I remember that just are mind blowing. But I remember that when they fired it up before, I mean, it was, I've been a, you know, a deep hole diver for decades. Right. And I was yeah. like, what's going on with that? And the conspiracy people were like, you know, they're going to, our consensus reality will collapse and all this stuff. Um, but I do remember and I'm pretty sure it was 2012 that, or around 2012, that it was reported that they had actually, you know, the, the, they had actually accelerated a particle to exceed the speed of light. And I read that, I know I read it. And then, because I talked to my husband about it, I was like, wild, right? Like, what does that even mean? What are the ramifications and stuff? And then the story disappeared, couldn't find it anywhere. And so, yeah. so I thought, did they did they jack our consensus reality without our permission or you know so whoever they are um but then it seemed like that's around the time that the mandela effect started coming to people started to notice and so um you know the big one for me i'm older than you guys but you know the um ed mcmahon uh readers digest right a hundred percent and so like I tossed this idea around like, okay, anybody that was around remembers Ed, Ed McMahon was famous for two things. He was, um, he was the Tonight Show co-host or guest, right? Um, not guest, co-host. Uh, and, and then the readers- uh, The Publishers the, Clearinghouse. Publishers Clearinghouse, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's all he was known for. And he was everywhere. And, and then now whoever they are is telling us that he wasn't, that it was some other random guy and it was never Publishers Clearinghouse. So I know for sure. And like my brother knows for sure, people that are older than me know hundred percent for sure. So there's two things going on there. Either they're fucking with us, you know, trying to in some way um, implant gaslight us to the degree that we, we don't believe we can choose our own uh timelines that we have that we're gaslighted to believe that we we are so beholding to whatever the media tells us is the is the truth and the consensus reality and essentially brainwash so i think i said it in that thread or i said it to somebody else i, I feel like our our realities are bifurcating you know we're either yeah. going to continue to be brainwashed and live on one vibration in reality or we're going to go the other way um, so that's my answer to your question is that like, that's what's going on in my head right now is like, because in my day to day life, it seems like the people that I come across are one or the other people are either yes. awake going, what the F is going on and how did we get here? Or they're just going to go put on CNBC and, you know, see if they can find some COVID news, you know? <laughs> so, Yeah. Yeah, I always wonder too, are they just messing with us? Is it like a mass gaslighting thing? Because, but then on the other hand too, like me and my wife will remember certain things. We, we like looked up a list of just a bunch of little random Mandela effect things. 
And her mother was actually like on board with it. She's like, oh no, it's always been, you know, one E and Febreze and stuff. But then we asked my wife's stepfather and he's like the complete opposite. Like, no, it's always been, you know, Um, whatever. And there were so many, it was almost like just, (laughs) I hate calling him an NPC because he's starting to wake up a little bit, but it's like, it was scary to like, how did the three of us remember everything the opposite way and he's like adamant like oh no it was always this way and i just i can't i always say it's like people get on the train or off the train and i i feel like that i don't know i feel like it's last call really for people to get on the train and (laughs) maybe a few might squeeze in but i if you're not on it by now i i don't know are you ever going to get on it my thing too is uh getting on the train sometimes uh, doesn't mean that you'll stay on Cause I've had my issues with things where during the whole awakening process, like I'd have a hard time letting go with certain things and fall back on, on, I guess, things that weren't necessarily helping me, but uh, you know, I enjoyed it. Like, vi- like video games, for example, you know, like, um, uh, you know, it keeps me in this like loop, you know, like, uh, and I know, oh, I can just put the games down, go do something more productive with my time. But I'm like, well, what's the point of uh, uh, life if you don't get to enjoy it every once in a while? So I feel like, you know, um, it's sometimes it's OK to get off the train and make make little stops. You know, you know, every once in a while, hit a little train stop, take a rest and uh, keep moving because you can burn yourself out going too hard into the uh, awakening process i guess oh for sure yep when i was back in 2016 when my son was born i really tried to like blue pill myself and just stop looking into conspiracies and just we didn't have cable or anything but it was like i i just didn't want to focus i wanted to focus on you know i was teaching at the time just focus on work make money be a good dad and all that stuff and it's hard man it's hard anytime you watch a movie you're like oh I see the symbolism there and you just, you can't shut it off completely. You can try to ignore it, but I'm like, like, I remember I was watching like black Panther in like 2018 and the whole opening scene. I was like, are you kidding me? This, this is all like just occult symbolism constantly. Not, you know, it, I don't know. It's just, it is very hard to blue pill yourself. And I don't know if any of you guys have this same problem too, but even just like going to the store for me now is like, challenging you know what i mean it's hard to like just go out and do normal things totally like that's probably why we enjoy listening or i enjoy listening Mm -hmm. to you guys so much because i'm like thank god i'm not you know uh i i'm not the only crazy one you know i told my wife just this afternoon that uh you know like Whitney, I've been in this game a long time. I would say that my awakening happened about 2007. And so I've been looking into things since then. And that I'm just now feeling like I've met a group of people who will listen to the strange experiences that I've had and at least suspend disbelief long enough for me to express them. And that there was many times in, you know, 2017, 2018, where I was like, man, am I the only mf dealing with this nonsense? And I've actually, uh, the last couple of months have been uh, a real, like, 
turbo boost as far as like things are going to be okay. I I am more convinced of that now than more than ever. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Lehman. I I do see a lot of people waking up, but um, at the same time too, like if me and my wife go out, I we feel like aliens, like observing like different speed, a, a completely different species. We're like, what the hell is going on? And same. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, what was I going to say with the uh, Mandela effect too? Hold on. I think ghost is just hopping on now, but um, you know what? Maybe that's what a truly great awakening looks like though. I mean, we've been asleep for decades Mm-hmm. as a culture and maybe it, it's a little messy you know people waking up and coming into their own coming into their own you know people like us here you know I, I kind of have a theory that people that have uh, paranormal experiences or uh, telepathic or precog dreams or anything like that are just in the midst of a shamanic awakening you know that we just have not been taught by our culture because they don't want to teach us that because then we're not going to need the kardashians anymore or you know butt implants and shit (laughs) or or whatever anything that's going to keep us in the control um the control mechanism of them telling us what we think we need as opposed or what we who we are um as opposed to what we really are so um yeah 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 it's it's messy. Uh, let's take a second, introduce Ghost from My Third Eye. Ghost, how are you tonight? Good, brother. How are you? Thanks for having me. Sorry I was late. I wasn't expecting to come off a three-hour uh, interview. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good, man. Thank you for coming on. But um, yeah, we're just kind of talking about like the Mandela effect, uh, people awakening right now. And okay. what are your thoughts on the Mandela effect? Uh, CERN's a hell of a thing, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know, like uh, the rumor, you know, and and the the theory that floats around in the community is, you know, when CERN fired up in 2012, that uh, they opened a a different portal or a different realm. And, you know, people, you know, Bernstein, Bernstein Bears, Jiffy, Jiff, you know, the list goes on, you know, everybody Mm -hmm. knows the the main ones. So um, could could it have happened when they uh, found the the what was originally called the ungod particle and then they named it the god particle uh i I believe so you know what i mean Uh, i i think they they they're looking for stuff that they they shouldn't be tampering with and but you know that's that's just my opinion uh everybody's opinion's different but you know i i I don't like what they're doing and apparently i did they fire up in in march like they said they were supposed to or whatever I think last week, right? Okay. I don't know for sure. I just know yeah. that it does seem like there's been a, sh- a shift, you know, I, I don't know. I feel like I had a dream last night and one of my daughters had a concurrent dream from a different perspective. It's like we had the same dream last night. It was wild. It's crazy. And so when I woke up, I looked at my phone and she's like, I had a crazy dream about you last night. And I'm, and I'm like, wait a minute, call me, give me a call. And it, it was wild, you know, and I, and so then I texted her back and said, you know, I'll bet it's that fucking CERN thing. <laughs> <She's>, <laughs> yeah. I think I'm, I think I mentioned the ghost last night that, uh, 
been dreaming a lot and like it seems like the dreams are lifetimes in and of themselves you know like the night before last I had five in a row and I I got up and I didn't feel like I actually dreamt I felt like I lived a bunch of lifetimes wow of course I've been doing uh you know I've been trying to connect with my ancestors and my guides a great deal lately because that's a path, uh, the shamanic path that I kind of want to go down. And yeah, it seems like uh, the high strangeness is definitely easier to come by. Like um, this afternoon when I laid down, I felt as though, it sounds weird, but I felt as though somebody was plugging uh, some sort of jack into the bottom of my feet. And the thought that ran through my head was, why do they call it the sole of your feet? You know, what's the what's the word magic there? Oh, good catch. Yeah. So, well, yeah, because it's, uh, it's what uh, grounds us to this reality, unless, you know, you walk around on your hands, I guess, but your hands is... If you do it like that, then your hands essentially do become your feet. You know, it's like what, you know, like gravity, it's like what's tethering us down to this reality and stuff. Hands and feet are ports. Hands and feet, feet are ports. They're ports. Port. Like when you put on essential oils. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I guess uh, we're putting on essential oils here, you want to explain it? No, no, she's shy. She just wants to listen. <laughs> No, but like they, they do like, we'll put, uh, I forget what it's called. It's something that like for my son to sleep and they always tell you to like roll it on the bottom of their feet when you use an essential oil. Mm -hmm. Um, I know there's all those different acupressure points and stuff in the bottom of the feet. You can touch certain spots on the toe and it will help mm -hmm. certain organs and things like Reflexology. that. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Plus it's how we electrically ground, you know? Yeah, my wife was, uh, well, she still is considered a massage therapist. She doesn't practice anymore, but, you know, there's work that, you know, she's done on me, you know, such as rubbing my feet and, you know, and I'll be like, well, what, what's that area? And she's like, oh, and this is back when I smoked cigarettes. She's like, oh, that's your lungs, you know, you know, you, 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 you got some toxins built up in there. And I'm like, well, yeah, duh, I was smoking two, almost two and a half packs a day. And, uh, you know, but, and, but it, reflexology is it in my mind, amazing because, you know, you can touch one part of your body, massage a muscle and it will affect somewhere else that you didn't even know it was connected to. And it's, it's mind blowing. Yeah. I heard something uh, interesting today, actually, it's kind of on the same thing, but, uh, how, uh, forcing a smile will, will kind of, uh, train your body, program your body to be happy, mm. uh, to enjoy the moment. Like, even though you're not, because your body, like the way our bodies are linked to our brains, that forcing a smile tells our brain, like, you're happy now, even though wow. you're not. So it, it, it uh, yeah, I've heard that before. Just if you're feeling down, just smile. Even though you don't want to, it'll yeah. eventually turn things around. The mood. Jen, you know? Jen mentioned that uh, with being in real estate, you know, even though she's on the other side of the phone talking to a client, you know, she's smiling. And that subconsciously portrays, even though the client might be like stressed out or whatever, but because she's smiling, that energy is being transferred and calming him down. 
And it, it, you know, it's just those okay. slight, subtle psychological, just nuances that, that, that help that we don't even make really it till you make realize. it. Yep. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Yeah. But it's so true. I mean, we have a, she's not new anymore. My German shepherd puppy. She's like eight months old, but we got her in October and she's a jumper. She likes to jump up and everything. And everyone freaks out when she jumps up. But I've noticed even just like changing that like attitude, you know what I mean? Like just kind of like embracing her instead and just being like more loving it. She's not jumping as much just, you know, mm. it's, it's interesting how like that energy transfers, but what was I going to say? I had a weird story that happened uh, the other day. So my wife's mother's uh, best friend is diabetic and she had to have some toes removed. And uh, then, you know, I guess it went well, but they had to like take more off. But the other day, my wife's mother was talking to me on the phone because we were my wife was in court and doing stuff and we were talking and talking. And I got this weird pain in my leg, like a really weird pain, like in my calf area. And then like, I don't know, less than a minute later, she told me they were probably going to have to take like more off of her leg. And it's just like this weird, it could be a coincidence. I don't know, but it was, it was a really sharp, like pain in my like oh. calf area. And has anyone experienced anything like, obviously not that same situation, but. Like precog sympathy pain of some sort. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I've had some of that early on with Ricky. <clears throat> uh, like I took on the pain that I was took and didn't know how to reprocess it, but that yours until I learned how to, um, but yours sounds like a, uh, like a telepathic sympathy pain, like Lehman said. Maybe I wonder if that's something developing with you, Nico. That I mean, probably not the one your hope was happening, but maybe it's right. some other energetic thing, you know. It was weird. And it just, I mean, you know, she my mother-in-law was talking to me about something else. And, you know, then she said her friend's name and everything. And I just got that instant pain. It was for like maybe 10 seconds. And then she told me that the rest of the story that they're going to have to like cut up to her knee or whatever. And uh, yeah, it was just weird. But even like when my wife was pregnant and everyone jokes about like sympathy pains, I mean, I gained 30 pounds when she was pregnant. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I'm not like trying to take credit or anything, obviously like that, but I had severe sympathy pains. Like, wow. So have you ever, um, have you ever had the experience where you've seen someone and then it was like the last time you saw them and they passed away and then you felt like there was something different about how they looked to you? I've had that experience. I'm wondering if anybody else has. Um, there's like something about their whole presence. It's almost like part of them is already kind of gone. It's not exactly the same thing, but I, I wonder if it's a what you're feeling is kind of along the lines of having a telepathic em empathy thing happen you know off the top of my head i can't think of anything like that um i've had weird uh situations where like i've thought of someone but it it's almost like two points like i'll think of someone like from high school or whatever and then i find out they like died of a drug overdose or something but 
there's no like immediate timeline or anything like that. You know what I mean? I can't pinpoint like specific times or things. It's just, and again, I don't know how much of it is like influenced by like social media or things like that kind of telling you stuff. But another weird thing I have is I sliced my hand open in uh, 2019. Uh, Like I was peeling stickers off of a car and I slipped and like sliced my side of my hand open and other people have had this I've heard of this before but like anytime it rains or like anything I get these weird uh like whenever this scar starts hurting I can kind of like sense changes in like the weather or like weird energy I don't know how to explain it but wow like the shoe resonance or something yeah it's coming through uh like that terror or something yeah it might just be nerve damage. You know, I don't count that out as like, you know, an option for it, but like, it's just weird. I notice when it rains or if a storm's coming or that's another well, thing. Well, like, like Ron's girlfriend said, you know, if our hands and our feet are ports, you know, I wonder just the spot might be a, what do they yeah. call it? Erogenous zone or something for you. Yeah. It shoots from like up to my pinky down to like mid wrist area. It's, it's Whoa. like a weird tingling thing I get, like pins and needles almost. Yeah. Have y'all ever heard of psychometry? Yeah. Okay, so one of the early, um, I guess, experiments that uh, this particular book I've been reading recently would have you do is uh, uh, with intent point at like a cloud, like a cloud that's off by itself and uh, focus with just all your being and tell the cloud to disappear. And it will, or at least for me, I've had a couple of them disappear. I did it by myself and then once with my wife because I wanted to see if I could do it with the pressure of having somebody else sit there while you're like looking like an idiot pointing at a single cloud. (laughs) But like, uh, so our hands, you know, when we feel energy, you know, or yeah, people lay hands on others for healing. Yeah, so that whole portal idea is kind of sinking more into my consciousness. That yeah, how important the the hands are, and um, but yeah, it could be something just as simple as a change in the barometric pressure is putting pain on that uh, on that nerve there, Nico. Yeah, it's just one of those little weird things that I notice sometimes. Um, I'm going to maybe try to meditate on it and see if it means anything. The other thing I was going to ask, too, kind of like with the timeline shifting. Um, so I went gluten free back in July of this year. And I think I've talked with Lehman about this. But when I first we first switched to gluten free because my son has celiacs, um, we noticed it was like really hard to find stuff in grocery stores. And like, there was like very small sections of like gluten-free things. And like, just between me and my wife, like talking about it a lot, we've noticed that like every store now has like everything labeled gluten-free. And this one little grocery store we go to has like a whole aisle of just like gluten-free organic stuff. And it's just weird that it like, you know, once we started again, could it just be like, you know, once you start looking for something, you see it, yeah. but we were already looking for it and it wasn't there. And now all of a sudden it's like in abundance. 
Well, you know, I think it was July or August that I went gluten free. So maybe there's just suddenly this people are starting to go. The stuff is gross, you know, all together, you know, collective unconscious thing. Maybe. Or like you said, what do they call that paradelia when you're looking if you want to buy a Jeep, then there's Jeeps everywhere, you Mm -hmm. know, or whatever. But I tend to think not because I've had a similar experience, you know, right. And that's the only reason I don't say it's paradelia because it's, we went to multiple different stores and it was always just like little sections. And now it's like an actual observable thing. Like they have like full right. sections so in the store. Timeline thing. You've stepped into the portal in the game where you're like, this is the gluten-free world. <laughs> right. You know? And it's, it's, did we manifest that? Or is it just like right. you said, is it like a, a collective consciousness kind of coming together? Like, Hey, this is bad. Let's make a, gluten-free section that whole sorry oh i was gonna say that whole hundred hundred monkey effect or something like that what's that ron where i think it's like um the hundredth monkey like uh if like so many what was it i can't remember exactly but something about like uh it was the rupert show yeah rupert show drake wrote the book it's called 100 monkeys and basically if uh, up to 100 monkeys learn to like take a stone and use it to crack open a muscle and eat the muscle out, then it will enter like the, the collective unconscious cloud. And then monkeys that aren't even anywhere near the island where these monkeys are will just know to do that now. Or like the orangutans that teach themselves how to fish the 101 orangutan can just pull it out from the ether and know. That's fast. It was something like they were washing potatoes or something, some island where these, and then, then the monkeys that were not on the island uh, started washing them at the same time with no possibility of, you know, a monkey getting in a boat and showing them something like that. So I think they used that hundredth monkey theory that, in the context of the collective unconscious, you know, what I, I don't really know if it's true or not, but it does kind of seem to be used a lot for that concept of the collective unconscious that suddenly we all, as whatever species we are, start and doing the same thing, you know, or making the same art or music or whatever. Oh, yeah. And it goes with uh, what the day, uh, you know, the elites or whatever. Um, it's kind of like, it's the opposite of what they're doing. Uh, what they're doing is they're trying to uh, siphon all that knowledge and, and understanding to themselves while keeping everybody else on this uh, uh, particular playing field. You know, so maybe that's where they feel like they've kind of evolved past that state where um, they don't, I guess, you know, they don't see themselves as human beings. I, he- I hear that's kind of what it's like. It's, it's why they're able to be so... Uh, cruel to the less fortunate is because they don't see them they don't think they're humans like we are you know they don't they don't you know it's like um i've you know i've worked around uh rich yacht clubs and stuff like that and i remember uh this girl she you know she was actually going to college to be a, a doctor valedictorian and everything like that and she just had her feet in the pool cooling down because it's hot outside and three rich you know 15 year old teenagers they come up and to her and they say hey get your dirty redneck feet out of our pool right now 
because she was just a lifeguard. And that just goes to show the uh, how even to the rich and the middle class, they already look down at you like you're you're below them. <laughs> so you can only imagine the separation of like billionaires to the rest of the world. You know? <laughs> so, so the way I think that the uh, system uses that maybe that collective unconscious is that they tell Netflix, OK, we need about 10 post-apocalyptic uh, series to come out within right. a two-year frame and they just push it through and they just wash it through everybody's uh, subconscious mind in the hopes that in the greater consensus reality they will just manifest this for these monsters or whatever i think there's some of that happening yeah kind of undeniable at this point yeah pawns are still useful you know <laughs> yeah. right they serve their purpose yeah that's, right. that's and so uh, and one of the first things that nico and i kind of really uh gelled together was is like choosing to make uh you know uplifting art versus the things that were coming through me because uh, a lot of times it's way more fun to make uh gargoyles and werewolves and stuff like that when you're uh in doing 3d art because you know princesses going into the divine feminine isn't nearly as interesting <laughs> for me you know but it serves a better purpose than all the uh, demons that i see on art station that are just flooding the the screen you know like if you look at the art of the top 1% of uh, 3D artists, it's all dark shit. You know, yeah. it's, and so why, why is that? You know, they can literally make anything they want. And it is all like things from the darkness, you know? But here's another question too. It's like, why, for me particularly, like why am I automatically kind of drawn to that art or to that dark just that's like my my go-to when i'm doing it and i have to consciously make that decision to not you know go down that route and things like that it, it's like uh, me tapping in with like i remember being a kid like you know uh, watching dragon ball z wanting to do like magic spells and fireballs and things like that you know and i was actually serious you know i'd be in my room like uh really thinking i could do it but then it, it clicked on me one day and it's it's like why would i because like yeah it's sexy right to do throw fireballs and do the uh, blast and stuff like that but you're destroying things you're you're you know you can't really put it back together once you destroyed it so it's like um that's why i feel like uh super superpowers would actually be bad if people could unlock them because the majority of people would would uh would go towards the dark side powers you know uh, force blast and force chokes instead of doing things like, you know, healing love people. balls, yeah, <laughs> love <laughs> balls and stuff. You know, no, but just think how emotional people are. You know, yeah. it's just in, you cut someone off in traffic and you think it's like the end of the world with some people. So yeah, I, I think having superpowers would be a probably a bad idea for the majority of the public. And but, like mag magic, like low mag, like um, when you like what's what's like uh if people could choose magic right 
um, if they could have that ability. Uh, I f- sadly, I feel like the majority of people would use it to serve themselves instead yeah. of serving the greater good. You know, they would, they, you know, and that's, that's the bad side about it. I guess that would go into why we're more drawn into the dark is because we're more drawn to things that can serve us personally. I think well, I the mean, easiest energy. Oh, go ahead. No, go, go ahead, guys. No, I was just going to say the easiest energy for anybody to to conjure up and and uh, attract is negative energy. You know, it takes more more thought and more uh, discipline to to manifest positive energy. You know, it's easy to like you said, getting cut off. You know, in traffic, it's easy to throw your middle finger up and you know be like, you know, f you, dude. You know, blah 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 blah. But it's it's so much harder for you to be a bigger or better person and just be like, you know what? Hey, I guess you have somewhere more important to go than I do. So I hope you have safe travels and and go. And most people just want to go right to the negative because it's the easiest energy to manifest and bring in. And that, you know, negative energy is dark energy. Yeah, for sure. Go ahead. No, I was just, uh, you know, to Ron's point about everybody getting all their powers turned off at once, well, you definitely hope that they've at least worked through some of their trauma, right? Done a little shadow work and maybe cleared out some of uh, some of the issues. Otherwise, there's going to be all these people casting spells on others to fall in love with them, right? That's what we always hear is like, I want a love potion to make Johnny or Mary fall in love with me. You know, yeah, I feel like uh, this whole secret society thing. I mean, it the you know, just playing devil's advocate, you could be like, well, you can't let this kind of type of knowledge get into the hands of the common man because the common man is going to use it for ill purposes. So it seems it's it's got a benevolent ring to it. But then the other side is that you can just siphon all that power to yourselves and corrupt it. <laughs> You can take advantage of the whole situation. So, you know, I, that's why they say, uh, you know, certain knowledge isn't for everybody. And I don't think they mean like to be greedy with it. Sometimes I feel like they mean because uh, just a common man wouldn't use it to benefit the whole, you know, which is, I feel like the, where the power is, uh, is supposed to be used to share it. Well, it's all about intention, right? With whether it's magic or shamanism. And if you're, you know, if your intention is, uh, has integrity for the greater good of all, then that's where the, the best magic happens or the light magic. Same with shamanism that the, you could call it different things, um, but they're essentially the, the same. And perhaps with making dark art, or being drawn to making dark art during that process, you are, I think, revealing your own shadow. And that happened with me. I've been an artist for decades and there for a while, I did some really dark art um, and I didn't understand it. In hindsight, I understand it. I was going through some, one, one of the times I was, when I did some really dark stuff, I, I was going through a divorce. And so it brought up some subconscious stuff I had to get out and um you know if you if you don't look at your shadow because we've all I I think everybody sitting here has talked about that topic 
And if you think you don't have a shadow, then yours is probably the darkest and needs the most work, you know? Um, and what, you know, what resides in our shadow ultimately, in my opinion, is fear. And so how can you, um, how can any of us really explore our own, um, you know, our own power, our own superpowers or, you know, whatever they are until we take a look at that and purge it and let it go and be able to really, really look at our own integrity and what we're trying to do with our, whatever it is we're trying to manifest or heal. Um, so the artists that I've known through my life, I feel like everybody goes down their dark path if they're, uh, you know, at one point or another, you know, and um, I think it's part of the road. I think, you know, we've got some visual artists here and, um, and I, I think that's kind of part of it. And when I look at other young artists, I'm like, oh, they're there. That's where they're at. You know, they want to do some dark, dark stuff. Um, yeah. And, and so interesting. I think this could be an interesting segue because I've noticed like just through working through some stuff, a lot of my um, sleep paralysis problems, like when I, I feel like it was my own like inner demons, you know, it wasn't so much a, any type of attachment most of it some of the stuff when i was younger i'm still not sure but um i kind of wanted to ask like what is how do you tell the difference between an actual spiritual attachment whether it's negative versus just your own kind of shadow work that you're trying to get through your own inner demons that are holding you back are you asking me whitney and uh, everyone <laughs> You know, it's funny because you bring that up because I kind of thought about this recently because um, I, I get I'm, what, I must have been listening to one of your guys' podcasts or something talking about night terrors and uh, sleep paralysis and stuff. And I had because uh, we talked about that, Nico, I've had my share of that when I was younger. And um, I mentioned to you that when I started drinking ayahuasca, then I only had one that I do feel was a psychic attack. But I've also, uh, in some very, very deep journeys later on using that medicine, I was taken into some extremely fearful places, uh, you know, terrifying. And in reflecting on learning that, I do feel like I was getting help from the teachers on that side to show me you're not going to get anywhere until you get over fear. And so... Um, one in particular, I was taken into this vision where I felt like I was there for like a thousand years in abject terror. So the worst night terror I could ever have for eons. And when finally I was like, what do I got to do to get out of this? How do I, this is hell, this I'm in hell. Um, it finally just occurred to me that to uh, realize that fear is an illusion. And as soon as I did, I snapped out of it. And so then in thinking about that lesson from the, you know, shamanic realms, I reflect back on the night terrors that I had. And I wonder, was it just like you said, was it my psyche trying to get me to, you know, essentially sack up and stop being a pussy, you know, <laughs> like stop being so afraid of everything. Um, Cause it's an illusion and it is an illusion Did the night terrors are an illusion, you know, like, stop being a victim, stop being, you know, and maybe it's a favor may, or maybe it is guides that are like your politician, your, your um, politician guys, maybe they're really 
tricksters that are there to to get you to um understand and see that anything that they throw at you is really an illusion and maybe that's what a true magician is you know understands this right and it's almost i feel like it's kind of like an initiation too into that like spirit world where it's how much can you handle like of your own bullshit before you actually yeah and the reason i ask about like actual spiritual attachments is when i did my episode with ghost he was talking about uh an attachment he had and he asked me if i might have some type of attachment because i have weird little things like move around in the house stuff goes missing all the time and i don't know if there's something here like actually just messing with us like a trickster spirit or because it doesn't feel evil like it doesn't feel bad but i was just curious like no, if anyone disguise themselves as good for the longest time. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i guess uh one my attachment would be uh when i was messing around with uh you know the magic and stuff uh and uh, i guess um had a contact uh you know and i kind of you know the morgan and she's all connected with uh you know covid corvids i mean um the uh crows and ravens and stuff like that and um actually i just had an experience with a raven today <laughs> i was i was thinking about something uh but long story short but i get out of my truck and i walk to the front of the truck and it's standing right there at the front like looking up at me like it was like waiting for me to come around the corner but yeah mine was um yeah i have like something like that and and um what the story is with the morgue and it's like you don't you don't really choose her that spirit she chooses you for whatever purpose it is you know so it seems to remind me every once in a while that she's still around. I guess. So where's the line between an attachment and a guide? Where's, where's that fall? Um, Cause it's um, I think it kind of, it depends, I guess, because um, it, the attachment or the guide or whatever, like for me and the Morgan, like it shows up when I'm in like an extreme deep thought and it, and it shows up to almost like affirm that thought, like you're, you're on the mark. So, so I, I, I think that's the difference between like an attachment and the guide is cause like an attachment is just there to, you know, it's, it's just stuck on you where a guide is uh, there's a reason for them letting their presence be known, I guess. Yeah, uh, what attachment a- is more parasitic, mm-hmm. you know, and a guide is uh, there to teach or to push you in the right direction, right? So one's yeah. gaslighting and one is uh, confirming. <laughs> yeah, confirming. Yeah, that makes sense. A ghost. What about your experience, man? Like, uh, when we were on the tavern that one night, and you you texted your ghost attachment or whatever to joe and jen and then all of a sudden you get like kicked off the internet and shit. <laughs> yeah uh i don't like to bring her name up but uh my bad <laughs> no 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 it's all good I, I i i don't use her name but uh it to me an attachment is is very negative but will will disguise itself as you know 
a guide at first. And, you know, like I, I was telling Nico, at first I would use, use it as like a party trick, you know, you I'll go make that person fall or go, go turn the light red light green after it, you know, just turned red and, you know, stupid stuff like that. And it, then it just slowly started manifesting into doing more negative things. And eventually it took responsibility for killing um, a very healthy, you know, young dog uh, because it felt that the person that I was um, in a slight relationship with was being threatened by someone else. And that's where I drew the line. I think at the time, you know, I was, I was, you know, into, you know, the Christian Christian religion and I probably used, you know, prayer and what have you to, to get rid of it. But I also never spoke of her name again. And, you know, it, it, they'll disguise as, like I said, as a guide. And then the next thing you know, you know, they're, they're doing shit in, thinking that they're doing you a favor and it's does not align with with your moral moral code and how did it inform you about its responsibility with the death oh, of the dog a ouija board oh gotcha made one too at, at that so <laughs> wow yeah. whoa yeah that's some that's some next level yeah i didn't i didn't really it, it pissed me off and to this day you know i'm a, I'm a huge dog lover uh mm -hmm love my dogs and i i don't know when it comes to that you know i don't know sometimes I, <laughs> animals are are a lot easier to get along with than uh than other humans but you know i, I when you start harming you know it, it's one thing to to be at the roller skating rink and be like i will go make so-and-so fall and they fall and it which could have been a coincidence all in itself but you know the, the whole red light thing you know i, I had witnesses you know sitting in the in the vehicles with me to, to to witness it and then it then it just manifests to uh another level but at, during that time my best friend at the time had a very 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 dark attachment um to him and you know long story short he had, he did a spell i don't even know where he got it we didn't have the internet back then and found himself bowing to the feet of satan and then having this really bad attachment waking up with claw marks all over his body and and we'll have and he grew up in a very religious household and so think, he invited he invited it how, how do you feel that the attachment that came with you came in uh, the ouija uh, board or i think the ouija board and a little bit of what he might have done because we were really really close and you know i would antagonize his his attachment just trying to you know your, your attachments this and you know a pussy and what have you and you know i almost had a, a w window slammed shut on my hands you know after calling it you know some derogatory names and <laughs> so i don't know like like i said i played with a ouija board and and i think it just kind of manifested like maybe she came through with with his and his attachment was like here go go hang out with this dude you know what i mean i i don't know you know i mean we were you know, ninth, ninth, tenth grade, somewhere in there, maybe eleventh. So, I mean, this so is essentially, your 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 biggest sin was just naivete. It's not as though, right? Right. Yeah, I think about that kind of situation, and uh, ultimately, you know, people who aren't sociopaths <laughs> and trying to conjure dark spirits to hurt people—you're just messing around. You know, where's where's our uh, 
I feel like there ultimately we have some guides with us and know where we're going to be going in our spiritual life as we grow older and sort of they kind of take a step back. So you learn by touching this hot stove yourself. Right. So you really know. And I feel like I've had those experiences too. I didn't just read it in a book. I had the experience and ultimately I'm grateful because I, I know, no, I don't think I, you know, uh, but at the same time, scary. And then you or I, and I don't know if you feel this way, but would feel uh, some guilt for my naivete. Like, oh, I, you know, like that, why, why did I have to be so dumb? That was really dumb. You know, Um, I did there for a long time, but you know, I've, I've come to to terms with it. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you're a young, dumb kid you know, you're a young, dumb teenager, you're going to do young, dumb stuff. And, you know, you raise your kids, hopefully that they don't do young, dumb stuff. And (laughs) hopefully I did. Yeah. Um, But, you know, I have an interview coming up tomorrow and, and I went and I got two, uh, two more crystals and uh, some sage to, to pre-smudge the house and um, make sure nothing comes through because the person I have on tomorrow is an ex satanic high priest. So, wow. Uh, I don't want, I don't want no bad juju coming through. You know what I mean? So <laughs> you got, I'm going to prepare wow. the any way I can, but uh, you know, I'm not uh, going to welcome a, it at all. Put a salt circle around you. <laughs> I, maybe I will. Well, that's a good uh, topic too, is spiritual hygiene and stuff like, cause I've noticed even, I don't do too many, dark dark interviews but i've had a few where i felt weird after just talking to some people and you know it's you you gotta like cleanse yourself it's what are, what are your guys practices on that because i'm always looking for new ways to make sure the energy is good the vibes are high and everything but i don't know sometimes it still slips through like um i try not to like you know, poison, you know, poison my mind so much with anymore. But I used to be really into serial killers growing up, like as a young, young kid, like really, really studying them, the MOs and all this kind of stuff. And uh, I don't know, like the dark side, um, there's a draw there. Um, I know that's this sound weird, but uh, you know, it's, um, it's like, I don't know if you ever heard the Jordan Peterson uh, quote about, uh, it's not uh uh being weak doesn't make you good it just makes you weak uh good good people are monsters who know how to obtain uh control the monster or something like that you know so um my thing is um uh i feel like uh i'm not saying i'm like for the dark side obviously but there's utilizations there you know um for instance uh good people right say there's two civilizations uh, we'll just break it down like the athenians and the spartans right the athenians were more uh philosophical more advanced uh intellectually but who ruled the spartans <laughs> you know because they kick their kick your ass and that's just the way it's so that's why I feel like with Buddha, why he started training the monks in martial arts and stuff like that, it was supposedly so they didn't get fat because they're all getting lazy and fat. But uh, so you can defend uh, what's good. And to do that, you have to be as vicious as the bad guys, 
you know, you have to, I mean, and that's a harsh reality, right? So it's a, it's a necessary evil. Because if you get a bunch of crim criminal raiders, they break into your house, you don't know how to fight, you don't know how to kill, you don't know how to defend yourself on that level, then what happens? They come in, they rape everybody and take all your shit. And then what's the purpose of being a pacifist then, you know? So that's my thing with the dark side is sometimes uh, um, it serves its purpose for the greater good. In my opinion. What you're saying is know how to protect yourself on an energetic level because shit's going to come your way, right, Ron? Yeah, I mean, that's my thing is, uh, um, yeah, you have to just be able to, you have to be able to handle that dark side, the fire, you know, life isn't rainbows and butterflies and stuff. You have to be able, you have to forge yourself in the fire and, and let it, let it, uh, forge you instead of letting it consume you. Well, that's why I think it's, yeah, I think it's so important to incorporate and embrace the shadow really is so you can kind of be aware of that. I don't know, maybe not be afraid of those things. Cause I feel like, once you're not afraid of something, it really doesn't show itself that much anymore. You know, right. Like you can take the simple uh, example of like watching a horror movie when you're a little kid, it freaks you out, you know, you're terrified of it. And then you watch it again as an adult and you're like, this is cheesy. This is lame. Like, why was mm -hmm. I afraid of this thing? Exactly. Still not watching ET. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to your but point, Nico, uh, um, the original question is, you know, like um, I use a tuning fork a, a lot to cleanse my aura. You know, I think every last one of us has probably got one hell of a crystal collection. <laughs> and, you know, we all probably burn incense of different types to ward off whatever. But there are meditations that you can do that, uh, you know, put up a a field around you, right? So I, I'm sure everybody's heard about imagine a white light surrounding you to protect you, things of that nature. But it is better to be a warrior in the garden than a gardener finds himself in a war. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, okay. Archangel Michael, you know, holding a, a sword and a shield, he's not, he's not carrying that to look cool you know? i was gonna say that too ron <laughs> i was gonna mention archangel michael with the sword exactly you know and it's not saying uh be a bull you know that's not saying being a bully like that's saying like uh you know like for instance like uh you take like no i'm not saying they're all like this but you know would say like some special forces guys you know these are i would take the green berets the uh the free the freers of the oppress you know um uh these are people capable of great violence but they use those skills to bring peace to the world you know to bring freedom and joy and you know it's it's that's why i feel like uh um the spiritualism and the pacifism and and this ultra light side can actually be deterrent in the overall uh, goal, the overall picture, you know? 
Well, I think that's part of the psyop of like the new age movement. So they can kind of like control you too, where they want you to be this pacifist. But again, I mean, even reading the Bible, anything, you got to know your enemy, first of all, and you got to know how to defend yourself in every way, because if you can't, they're just going to take advantage of you. But yeah. I read somewhere that the only natural fear that human beings have is that of falling and everything else is just programming. So, I mean, it kind of everything goes back to try, knowing thyself and what is your, how do you really feel about something or what have you been programmed to feel? So, you know, if you know thyself um, and you know thyself as a good person, and I would say that's the best, absolute best protection. So even if you're in a haunted house and or you're at a uh, exorcism or something, you know thyself as a good person that's stronger than any dark entity. Then, um, as much as I love to burn sage or you know smoke a mapacho, you know tobacco is very powerful cleansing. Um, at, at the same time, if you if you're weak of heart and don't know thyself and that you may be swayed to the dark side, you know, it goes back to Star Wars, right? Or Harry Potter, you know, the sorting hat, you know, you choose the hat, Harry chooses Gryffindor, you know? So that's just a joke I have with my family. Always choose Gryffindor, you know, don't go Slytherin because it's, you draw that in, you draw the darkness to you and can't and touch you. And that's why I think that uh, when uh, I had an entity come to me, and asked me to uh, worship it, that it was when I said, no, I'm good, that that was actually that reverberated forward and backward in my timeline. And that mm. everything good that's ever happened to me was I'm because with. I made that decision to not worship whatever it was that was asking. Right, right, so, right. Retro causality. Yeah, that's a topic. <clears throat> yeah, let's dive into that a little bit. And healing so, like past life traumas and everything like that. Yeah. So one of the ideas uh, that I've heard is that 9-11 was one of those moments that sent a reverberation into the past and completely changed and may, may have been the originating point of the Mandela effect mm. um, because of the uh, bloodletting, you know, Something like 3,000 people died that day, and then all the lives lost afterward in the, the war on terror. So, yeah. Anybody want to take the football? Let me gather my thoughts here. <laughs> I don't even know what ret retro causality even means. <laughs> I'm kind of lost. Well, as far as like trauma, okay. Say when I was a kid, when I was eight years old, I, I got a bad beating for no good reason, right? Yeah, I wasn't doing anything wrong. And my dad just beat the heck out of me. And I had this trauma from that beating. As a, an adult, I could do this thing where I see myself as that young child. And I see it playing out differently. Like I immerse myself in that situation. I smell the smells. I, you know, feel the, the wind or whatever. And instead of him beating me to an inch of my life, I see it playing out much differently. 
And the idea is that if you can really immerse yourself in that kind of uh, visualization, that the next time you see that person, there will be a difference in the relationship, right? Because allegedly you've uh, changed the uh, vibration of that, that past trauma. And then it like from that point, it vibrated into the future and back further into the past. And so it's that, like a forgiveness. That particular thing that you, part of retro causality that you illustrated with in shamanism is called soul retrieval. So you go to a shaman and they go into the shamanic realms and retrieve a piece of your broken psyche or a piece of your soul that has retreated. So you do it for yourself. You could have a practitioner. I mean, you know what, it might just be a psychological um, therapy, you know, it might not be in any sort of reality, uh, but what is reality in the first place? What are we doing? You know, how do we, what, what do we know? You know, we think we know, but the thing so, I wish I could get uh, from, I was always trying to get that childlike innocence back that I used to have as a kid until I realized how messed up the world is. You know? yeah. And you kind of just, you know, I feel like that's why, uh, you know, the, you know, the purity of uh, the childlike mind is something uh, we need to carry throughout our lives. And I also feel like that's why the, the deep state, the Illuminati or whatever, they go after the children specifically to destroy that innocence before it's able to develop, you know, within them. Talk about dark. Yeah. To, to have a kid to not know the, the, you know, plant using your imagination to play games and things like that uh, to, you know, kids growing up nowadays, you know, with the way the, they're glued to the phones and the tablets when they're all before they're even five years old, they're not going to know what it's like to use their imagination. And just Well, they don't even try and fight, hide the verbiage. I mean, what's an influencer, you know, like it's right there. Boom. Influencer. Yeah. Like how did everybody not just go, just wake up at that point? You know, that essentially means that someone else is going to tell you how to think. And when they're telling your five-year-old, you know. And uh, for me, uh, you know, being being young, you're very susceptible to that or whatever, to that stuff. Like, um, I was really into, like, hardcore metal music and, like, you know, that, that kind of scene. And I was going against my nature to because I'm like, oh, these guys are cool. This is what's cool. And I was doing things that went against who I really was because I was trying to fit in. You know, and I feel like that's a lot of these kids, they're probably not into this stuff, but they're so uh, impressionable at that age Mm -hmm. that they're going to do things that they don't even necessarily agree with. And it's so bad. I mean, kids don't even just from like my stepson is 12 and like some of his friends and stuff. It's like they have no concept of almost anything anymore. I'm not making fun of them or anything like that, but it's like it's almost like they can't think without watching a youtube video or any it's it's scary yeah i think my nephew my nephew's that way you know he got introduced to uh video games at a young age and you know the first thing that he he wanted to do was play on an ipad 
and it, it's to the point where, okay, my brother-in-law, he he don't give a shit, you know. Okay, my nephew, go ahead, play, you know, whatever. But my sister-in-law, you know, she cracks down. You know, no, you have an hour or two hours on your iPad, or you have an hour to play video games, and that's it. And I remember one trip that we went out to to visit, and uh, my nephew looked at me, and or no, no, they they came here, and I was in here in in my little studio or whatever doing something with my niece. And uh, we were fake recording a podcast and <laughs> she was, she was done. She was talking about poppets, you know, she's, she's eight and uh, she, she left and they, they were trying to get him to, to do something. And I don't think he knew I was still in here and he come in and he's like, Jesus Christ. And he's only like 12. <laughs> and I was just, I looked at him. I'm like, dude, what'd you say? And he, his eyes were just like, Oh, because it, it was all about getting him off a, a tablet or a device and it, and it's like you yeah. know he's addicted bad That's and bad. i saw it with my stepson like he, you know video game 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 and you know i was guilty of that when i was younger but when i had my daughter um i kind of dropped video games because i i realized i think it's a little more important to pay attention and raise a child than sit in front of uh, a, a tv and play video games and my said friend that had that attachment, we, we have since really grown far apart. I don't even know. Last I remember, he moved to Maryland. Um, but uh, he would just sit there and play video games and let his kids just do whatever and barely help. I'm like, dude, what kind of father are you? Like, you know, get off your ass, t- go outside, teach them how to dig a hole, do something. You know what I mean? Like what we used to do, you know, <laughs> go, go play in the woods. But no nope. hypnosis. And- I mean, yeah, straight up and when you said the word influencer, why, why did everybody not wake up to that? Well, influencers made money and all these kids see, oh, these influencers are making money mm-hmm. and I want to be just like that. And, you, you know, you tell somebody, oh, yeah, you're on a podcast. Oh, man, you must be rich. Uh, no, dude, I ain't making no money off this. You know, n- yeah. no, you know, maybe one day that would be great if I could do this full time. But no, I'm not. But yeah. everybody has that that instant, you know, thought that, oh, you're a podcaster. That means you're influencing. You're a content creator. So you're making money. You must be famous. No, dude, I, I'm no different than you. I just talk about shit that you're probably too afraid to talk about with your own family or mm-hmm. or your friends because you're you're too insecure to to be challenged, you know, challenge your friends in, in, in their thought and you know oh my god they might look at me like i'm I'm crazy or weird you know i at the end of the day i quit giving a shit about what people think you know my wife and i we went through a little bit of a spell where she thought i was fucking losing my mind i didn't believe in god a creator i said no i believe in a creator i just don't buy the whole the whole bible thing anymore you know what i mean there's there's too much out there that that proves to me and and my humble opinion something different and you know you spend days listening to podcasts and getting different information that that you're not going to get on on the program or the television you're only getting one narrative you know what i mean you got to be free thinkers and i 
again, I apologize. I just went on a rant and <laughs> I'll no, we're allowed to somebody else. We're allowed to go <laughs> on rants, man. That's the whole I'm point. Not, I'm not used to doing that usually because I'm I'm usually hosting the talk at the tavern. So I let everybody else go on a rant. So I'm I'm not used to that. So sorry. Hey, you're you're speaking the gospel. Go, yeah, go boy. It. But <laughs> it's so funny you brought that up with like people thinking that you know when you're on a you have a podcast, they're uh, yeah, it I'm not going to get specific with it, but there's people in my life right now that are, you know, taking my show, my little show that gets like a couple hundred views and they're, you know, acting like I'm making a ton of money and that I I'm a dangerous misinformation spreader and things oh, like that. No. Uh, so anyone that knows me probably can figure out the situation with it, but yeah, yeah it's like, it's just a joke. It's like, I'm in my basement right now. My son's like sleeping upstairs and my dogs are running around and I've made no, no money off of this. So I do this for fun. Like this is a hobby of mine. <laughs> well, here, here's the thing. My wife actually had to almost, I wouldn't, I would say defend me. Um, she went with uh, a couple, uh, she looks at them as daughters. She, she met them at, at her work. You know, they're, they're around, you know, or our kids age, you know, maybe a little older, maybe a little younger and, uh, went, went out with them to hang out and, you know, you know, help one of the, the sisters or whatever. And the one that she really looks at as a daughter, she's like, aren't you, aren't you afraid that your, your husband's going to meet a girl online? And she goes, uh, no, we're, we're <laughs> have you been to the well tavern? Beyond. It's a, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, and he, she goes, and she goes, yeah, he, he does talk to women, but you know, one, one's married, you know, Joe and Jen and, you know, frantic Missy. And he goes, and he deals with frantic Missy in small doses because she got, she, she coined her name frantic for a reason. And, and it's like, you know, he, he it, do you, do you realize the topics that he's talking about? Like he's talking about nat natural health. He's talking about conspiracies. He's talking about UFOs, Bigfoot, you know? you name it, it's coming on the table and, and we're going to discuss it at no time. Is there any ever thought that I'm going to hit on Nico or hit on some girl? You know what I mean? It's like, no, we're, we're sitting here challenging each other's thoughts. And my wife actually had to defend that. Well, you know, nobody's tonight. top is coming off. Yeah. But, <laughs> and she looks at me and she goes, no, Grant, she's, she's 20 years old. So that's where her mind would go. I said, I get that. You know, we're, you know, I just turned nine. 45 but uh you know we're we're, we're past all that you know what i mean it's like mm -hmm. no I, i'm doing this so i can get educated i can learn new stuff you know this is my first time actually meeting you whitney which is great i've heard you on nico's podcast and 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 love the the you know the content that you bring bring to the to the table with him and you know lehman and, and ron and, and and nico we've all we've had conversations and it, it, it's a beautiful thing because you, you get to bounce ideas off you know um it, lehman and i did did an episode is is going down rabbit holes a good or a bad thing you know sometimes it's a good thing sometimes it's a bad thing it all depends on what you want to waste your energy on you know i love that episode by the way that was that was great listening i just i think it was yesterday i heard it so that was nice on yeah mine? that's the yeah first you, you and lehman that's the first one. That, He's yeah, got another one, one in the can. Yeah, the, oh. the other one in the can is going to be the one going down the rabbit holes. Got it. Okay. Uh, I didn't. I didn't realize you listened to my podcast. Well, thank you. I, oh, for sure. <laughs> I was gonna. I was gonna message you later about if you would like a reading done because you guys talked about me. 
and oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, those we will tell you for sure my my treat if you're interested yeah that would be great have a sit um, if you're you know want to check it out i'm always down i'm always down for anything other than like alien probing and and, and what have you because <laughs> et's my mortal enemy enemy so <laughs> but uh no i mean like like lehman wanted me to challenge him in in you know i haven't released it yet but and and, and i really couldn't because I agreed with with a, a lot of where he was coming from going down these rabbit holes. You know, yeah, you know, I did with Q. I, you know, I I was I was Q tard for a little while, and you know, I I pulled myself out of it. And like with this whole thing that's going on with Ukraine and what have you, I'm not even paying no no mind to it. You know, it it it's dumb. I know it's another another panic mode. You know, this is gone. We gotta we gotta panic about this. I'm not wasting my energy on it. And that kind of goes with warding off, you know, your, how do you keep negative energy and attachments away? Keep yourself positive. You know, at the end of the day, if you're positive and your energy is charged in my humble opinion, you're, you have a better chance at keeping negative shit away. And now that goes back to me being nervous a little bit about tomorrow's episode. So I went out and I got stuff to kind of help prevent, you know, something else. I don't believe I, I will get a, any type of negative attachment, um, even though he went from Satanism to Catholicism, and that, that's a whole, not to beat a dead horse, a rabbit hole that you can go down to that are very similar at the end of the day. 100%. You just put a different and, costume uh, on. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it, it is what it is. And, but I don't know. I, I don't even know where I, 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 I'm going with this, but that's where I went. And, you know, if anybody else wants to chime in, please. please uh, looking do. forward take, to hearing that. <laughs> so, you know, you you brought up like the QAnon thing, and I haven't heard anybody say quite this yet because I know that you know it was a thing for quite a while, and then it became a. If you've even considered looking at, then you're a Q-tard, and you you are, uh, you're ignorant, right? But I haven't heard anybody say this. So there's Q, and there's the Anons, right? If you just read the QAnon intelligence or the Q drops, but not listen to any Anons, there's some very interesting information there. So that's where I'm kind of like, my jury is still out because I've read at least a thousand of those things. And, but then there's also everybody's interpretation and not to compare QAnon to the Bible, but like, it's kind of like organized religion, you know, like (laughs) if, if you listen, if you read the Bible, then you have to intuit and you have, you find your own spirituality or, or not spirituality, but you find your own answers through your own intuition. And I think there's something like that to the, those intelligence drops. There's, I mean, we got to admit there's something going on there. So yeah, anyway, my, I haven't heard anybody say that or been brave enough to say it publicly, up. you know? Right. A it lot of uh, people woke up to child sex trafficking, to, to these dark things that were going on. And that is a good thing. And I've said this on my podcast. I think COVID was a fucking good thing because it got people mm-hmm. looking into natural remedies and natural health again. And, you know, go out and pick a fucking dandelion out of your yard. Paul, I apologize for using the F word on, on your podcast, Nico. Um, but uh, go out and pick a dandelion and chop it up. That, that That's super heart medicine right there. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, Monsanto wants you to kill every, every dandelion. When, when we founded America, dandelions, they didn't grow grass. They wanted dandelions in their yards for a reason because they ate them. They, they were healthy. They, you know, oh, it drives me nuts. 
my grandmother from Greece eats dandelions all the time. And I was just going to say, sorry, Ron, for cutting you off. But um, with the QAnon stuff, too, I feel like a lot of it goes into that, like, karmic what they have to tell you. It's like they put it out there and then however you want to interpret it, that's that's on you. But we're going to put facts out there and you you do what you will Mm -hmm. with that. Now we've told you the truth and now it's in your hands. Um, I was going to say, I have two like little like things with the QAnon is uh, um, like what you were saying, uh, Whitney, about just reading the drops. It's like, uh, I remember it says it specifically on the drops that he was against uh, Republicans as well. He was calling out all the Republicans for being, uh, you know, the pedophile Republicans and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he was also saying, uh, don't make money off of the Q movement. Right. But the majority of anons were were cashing in on the whole Q movement. So right. They weren't even paying attention to what was actually being dropped. But also, I had a strange moment when I first started getting into the Q stuff. Um, he posted, and you know, I was looking, I was looking at the updates. He posted a a video because he did those little music videos, mm-hmm. and it was one video that I had saw a few years prior during my uh, spiritual awakening when I listened to that kind of music. And it was an image and it, it was an archangel. And I remember this video because the person on the image looks kind of like me. And I was like, wow, that, that looks like me and stuff. And, and I'm like, what archangel? Right. And then I go out to smoke a cigarette and I look back at the Q update and it said Raguel or Justice or something. Oh, yeah, it said Justice. Oh. And that was like the next thing that posted right after the music video so i was like justice what's the archangel of justice and it was raguel and i was like whoa that's crazy and it was like uh it just happened like it was almost like as if q was reading my thoughts run 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 i've got a synchro going here did you say raziel r-a-z-i-e-l raguel okay okay go ahead whitney Uh, well what i was gonna say is that whole that whole phenomenon if you read enough of those and you compare them to current events or even not current events or with what they call the deltas you know when there's something that is written in 2018 and on that day in 2022 something correlates so it's it is you know is that project looking glass is that retro causality there there is something there and i feel like each of that I don't know what it is all I know that there's more than meets the eye with that and I I think it's worthy of um continued exploration rather than than just saying oh you're a q-tard you know like that that's um I I think it's mislabeling although Nico I agree with you too is is this some sort of implanted program that is to get the people like us um uh, either thrown off but I, I don't think so, though. I, I've read enough of them where I'm like something, my own intuition, you know, just like yours, Ron, stuff has happened with my own intuition with some sort of synchronicity with it, you know? So, yeah, I, know. I, I feel like it's kind of uh, similar to uh, how, you know, Jesus, how the world treated Jesus is, you know, I'm just, I'm not trying to, you know, for people out there, but making that comparison is Jesus came here and was, spreading all this good info that people should follow by and we just killed him same thing with the QAnon thing he comes here and says all this stuff and what does what does the community do they prop it off of him and then essentially right. kill him <laughs> the only thing you just I an have, ai yeah, yeah the only the only issue i really 
strongly have. Um, I don't know if any of you've listened to the Occult Rejects uh, Quetzalcoatl um, six part, six or seven part series, and they they break down, you know, and it goes into Q. Uh, Ron Watkins is a piece of shit. Um, he and that's where Q started posting all their 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 stuff was on eight uh, chan or four coon you know all this and then it's linked into okay this dude goes to the philippines he's the first to bring back you know asian kitty porn almost and 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 a lot of other things and why if if a a good source of information why would you choose to use that dark of an outlet to expose it you know what i mean like that that that's where my mind goes anymore it's like okay this dude's and then code monkey z's his his son and then they they kind of have this fighting but then they go to the philippines and the philippines has the highest concentration of shriner temples and you know you look into the shriners i don't know they they could be involved in a lot of child trafficking oh yeah at at, at the end of the day and I, I don't know, but there the drops themselves, yes, I, I, I think they there were some that were were very beneficial and and, and woke people up. Um, but but I don't know. I just don't see anything happening. You know when you when you hear trust a plan, the military's the only way. I'm sorry, I'm prior military. You don't want martial law because uh, yeah, once yeah. martial law is enacted, it, it ain't going away. You know what I mean? I, and and I, think I can't cute. trust a plan that, that I don't have. A definite plan. What's the plan? Ever mention martial law being? Is it because it's so cryptic? You know, is that an interpretation of the military is the only way? And which military? You know, I just wonder. You know, I don't know. It makes me wonder. It captures my imagination, so I like that. You know, if it's caught my, it captured my imagination uh, pretty early too. You know, and so uh, you know, and then it's also captured my imagination with how people have interpreted it because that's classic you know classic uh pr or propaganda or you know like you said profiting off of it and you know it it, it's a phenomenon worth like and to be fair maybe maybe i personally need to go back and reevaluate it you know what i mean because i i I cold turkey walk walked right right away from it when when all this anons were given their interpretations and then nothing i mean everybody thought special forces were coming down and eliminating every democrat there at you know and arresting them or or whatever at the inauguration juniors coming back or yeah yeah. and and, and then the the jfk is actually still alive too and it's like oh my god like here goes the thing like this and fucking ran to the insane asylum with it you know what i mean like on the Q drops though, it actually says like they asked on, on the Q and A and Q says, no, JFK is not real. Right. And they still ran with that. He says, don't profit off of the Q movement. They profited off of the Q movement. Uh, There was so many things that he was saying that the QAnon community as a whole were just straight up ignoring. So I feel like it might've been legit to a point. And then it was kind of like, fuck, this is a failed mission. And but what happened, right? Yeah, everything gets hijacked and infiltrated. That's the problem. So that's why I believe that, you know, some the the information is probably real. It's just how mm -hmm. these influencers, let's say, decide to run with it. Well, like Anonymous, you remember when Anonymous first came around? 
and then it was just so obvious that the tone changed with anonymous when they had been infiltrated you know and then i'll, I'll you know various people will say to me oh did you hear even lately in the last couple of years people say oh anonymous came out and made a statement i was like it's not the original anonymous it's so obvious no. you know so when this thing went down anonymous supposedly came out like my buddy at work used to really love anonymous right came out and said, Oh, Putin, we're, we're shutting this down. We're doing this. We're doing that. You know, we're coming after you, this and that he pointed out, he goes, they did not sign off. Like they originally always did. Yeah. They used I, to I always say the, like a certain, certain thing. I think the and, OG anonymous has been gone for a while. Yeah. You know, so now um, it's just a, and so I don't know, maybe there's some, some of that stuff with the anons, you know, that are, they, they're the new guy or even Ron Watkins, that, that guy's fishy AF, you know, I don't know. Oh. You know, I mean, I agree with you on that too weird with his mm -hmm. cowboy hat and now running for a Senate seat in Arizona. Or something. I don't know. I don't know. Um, maybe he was a useful idiot. <laughs> that was a good yeah. song. <laughs> yeah. And I was going to say, I know with the whole Q thing too, that he was uh, against the whole uh, Democrats versus Republicans thing. He said, uh, it doesn't, he said Democrats and Republicans were both screwed over, but the majority of the Anon community, they didn't want to hear the Republican side. <laughs> you know? yeah. They were just like, it's only the Democrats. They didn't want to admit yeah. that. Nope, it's both sides. So it just goes to show that uh, you could literally give the truth to people. They could run around and tell everyone this is the truth, but they're still just sheep. They're still just as blind, still and, following their well, ego. And I and, think a good... Um, kind of segue would be like spiritual discernment with this it's right you know how you interpret that i, I never got into q so I, it's hard for me to make any assumptions on it other than i i just didn't really get into it but i think it is a really important thing that you need to have some type of discernment spiritual and physical discernment as well like and yeah i i'm trying to teach my kids discernment and it's a tough tough thing to teach so like let's let's you know, talk about that for a second modeling you're modeling it though you know my kids are grown and i have my doubts too you know i was like are they you know whatever with the programming of the from the idiot box or whatever their mm -hmm. friends and peer press all that stuff and um as adults they modeled the behavior like they're very hard to brainwash and not that's not like a humble brag or anything but they somehow you know they model your behavior critical thinking skills you know that that also rolls downhill you know that's also what i the, think they have your dna yeah and for whatever reason you uh you know critically thought not to do this that or the other uh, to, to turn left when everybody else was turning right they have that same history that same connection to the ancestors that you had so yep yeah it's just you know, i don't i don't want to talk about the ukraine at all but like they are pushing it hardcore in the public schools around here and like i mean there's blue and yellow flags all over my neighborhood i'm in a very yeah. very liberal part of upstate new york um but yeah it, it's insane and it's just i don't know they, and, they were they're holding a, a fundraiser for to send food to the people of ukraine i'm like there's kids literally starving in our community why don't we send food there you know let's stop right. worrying about you know it is what I was it at is the grocery store yesterday and it 
when I, you know, used my debit card, I it asked me if I wanted to donate a dollar to Ukraine. <laughs> yeah, Amazon's asking like, too. I'm just at Ralph's, and okay, it's everywhere, you know. And so when you see something like that, that that is a complete psyop. And yeah. look at how many people fall for it. It's the same people that that drive around in their car with a mask on, or ride a motorcycle with no helmet on, and wear a mask. You know what I mean? It, 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 yeah. It's the same people that are going to fall for it. Here's the five top TikTok dances that you can do to support Ukraine. Get the F out of here. Like, go home. Right. And throwing it back to the 100 monkeys thing, I can't tell you how many people I'll, because I've never worn a mask, you know, a couple of times I've had to put them on for like my kids' doctor's appointments and shit like that. But it's amazing how many people are still wearing them here in New York. But I love when I walk into a store and smile at people and then I'll see that same person again and they have it like below their chin now. And it's like kind of falls into that like hundred monkey thing where it's if you see enough people doing it. But yeah, yeah. I love wearing my my government is the virus (laughs) T-shirt. Oh, yeah. You know, it's a good one. I I get a lot of man. I love that shirt. And I'll be like, hey, dangerousworldstore.com. You can get your own. Oh, I'm going. I I know. I'll never forget. Like there's this one older man and I seen him again when I was going to the grocery store the other day and he he's coming outside, he's walking with his mask and he, he realized, Oh, this is that dude I saw with the shirt. And he's just giving me the evil eye and shaking his head again. And I'm just smiling at him. Like, and and thinking in my head, you're the one that's that, that, that sorry to say you're the one that's the retard. You're the sheep. You're the bad, you know, and I get bet you, you throw them on the parking lot you know, when you're done with them, you know, sorry, I don't want to step in your sheep shit. <laughs> Funny man. Yeah. And the people like, uh, you know, they want you to wear a mask, but they don't really care if you don't wear it properly, as long as you have it right. on compliance it's, and control compliance yep. and, and your consent. Your <laughs> I'm learning more and more about consent every day. And it's just really amazing how mm-hmm. just how much power we actually do have, like just kind of going through the legal system right now. There's so many things you can just say like, nah, I don't consent to that. And there's really nothing they can do. You know, I'm not an expert on it in any way, shape or form. So I'm not going to go too much more into it, but it really is amazing. Just, I just posted a meme on my story before we started. And it was like, no matter basically what the world is doing, it's okay to just be like, nah, that's not for me. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not going to consent to the cult, you know, yeah. or the lab coat or, yeah, what are they going to do? I've been putting in for quite a few jobs the last couple of weeks and uh, like 80% of them require me to be uh, under medical tyranny. And I'm, and I'm just like, well, that's not going to happen. And I'm just wondering how long it's going to be until that nonsense falls away. Like, will it ever go away where like these corporations are the ones that basically tried to press it on people? Because I mean, essentially the federal government can't from what I understand. Right, I think once the next virtue signal comes out then it will slowly disappear, you know? But it's hard to say. I don't know, but um, we can pray. My son can't go to school. He's 19 and he refuses to get the shot. So, you know, I'm like, okay, buddy, just 
keep working at the pizza shop for now, I guess, you know, even online. Because that makes a lot of sense. It's great that he's willing to make that, uh, to make that decision to uh, stand by his, uh, uh, his uh, virtues or whatever, because. Yeah. um, None of them did it. Um, And so I got hip to vaccines when they were pretty young and I homeschooled them for their early years. And man, think, you know, I was the weirdo in the neighborhood, believe me, you know, Um, but uh, you know, I, I just didn't think that it was necessarily my choice to vaccinate somebody else's body or, you know, I was like, as soon as you're mature and as soon as you're 18, then if you want to go get all the vaccines, you know, knock yourself out, you know? Um, And then obviously when this came around, you know, with their mother, who she is, and they are who they are. Um, they all have seen kind of through, uh, definitely seen through the program harder for my middle daughter. Cause there's a lot of things that she wants to do that she's not allowed to now, but they've all held mm-hmm. out. So, you know, and at, at this point, if like, you know, at this point, if COVID's gone away and there's still mandates, mandates for the military, like when are the last, when are the people going to open their eyes? You know, there's no COVID. There's got to be a new variant coming. There has to be. Otherwise, this whole thing falls apart. They already announced that. (laughs) The Delta Cron or something. Yeah. Omicron Delta or something like that. And it's like, give me a freaking break. Like, seriously? Like, all you have to do is you you can use Google and do a simple search and, and realize if viruses are real, if they're real, because no virus has ever been isolated, um, they get weaker every time they mutate. They don't get stronger. They get weaker. Right. So Otherwise, kill all the hosts. Otherwise, right. We, yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. It, it's just uh, it, I, I, that's my biggest pet peeve, I guess, is stupidity. You know what I mean? And, yeah, you know, for four years, I was property of the United States government. And when I got out, I was like, nope, I ain't taking no more shots unless, well, obviously now I have to um, carry an EpiPen with me because, uh, you know, I, I had an allergic reaction to some beetroot and um, <clears throat> that's a long story and not worth telling on here. But, uh, you know, I don't get the flu shot. Uh, my wife and I, we're not, we didn't go get the, the rooster shots and neither did my stepson. Now my daughter did because she was going to college and just because it was said, if you get the shot, you don't have to wear a mask. And then she realized, Oh, they, they keep telling me I need another rooster shot. And she's like, I'm not doing it, dad. And then she started questioning, like, is this going to affect my, my fertility? You know, she's only, she's 18, going to be 19 and she doesn't want kids, but she was like, do you think this is going to affect my fertility? I said, I was like, bug it very well. could. It, right. it very well could. I'm not going to sit here and sugarcoat it. It could, but along those same lines, have you, uh, you find people seeing any of the reports about sperm count? Like it is like plummeting and they, and that the, the projection I heard is that if it keeps at the uh, rate that it's going, that the human beings won't be able to, um, uh, conceived naturally after 2045 or something well and people never like mind. us that didn't get it we're going to get rich because because ours is going to be worth money <laughs> well, well one like thing a... i've one thing it's i've noticed with my, <laughs> yeah. with my age group is there's far more daughters being born like 
almost oh, wow. three to one. Really? Yeah. It's like. Hmm. <laughs> well, to me, doesn't it's Japan like have that problem that like they have such a low negative birth fertility? Rate yeah. yeah. It's interesting. What were you going to say, Ron? Like, uh, well, I was going to say like um, you know. I talk about this a lot with the super them trying to build a superhuman race, like a new, like, you know, the Nazis try to do with the Aryans and it's in the Arthur C. Clarke books, uh, childhoods and uh, 2001 space odyssey. And it's basically the same plot. Um, to, uh, make the adult population sterile uh, uh, control and basically mold the children into a new type of human, a new type of species and then kill off the uh, adults and then just create the, your new human race, you know? And, um, I feel like that's basically, that's the big, that's the big thing is it's not, it's not something that, um, yeah, I feel like that's, it's what, it's what they're doing now. That's why they're pushing so hard to program the kids right from birth with the uh, cell phones, the smartphones and the TV and stuff like that. It's, mm -hmm. As soon as they come out the womb, there's there's black boxes already programming them everywhere. Yeah. And what's interesting too is, again, like we tr we really try to limit the time like my my five year old has with it. But just to kind of play devil's advocate in a sense, like my five year old can figure shit out on the iPad <laughs> so well, and it's like I have to wonder: is this a type of like adaptation, like? How does he just instinctually know how to do some of these things that I can't figure out? Maybe these... that's the unintended benefit uh, by the overseers, you know, that we're actually going to continue to evolve with the machines um, as opposed to just being control mechanism. Right. And that's what I wonder, because, I mean, uh, he finds these like silly games on his like Kindle and I can't figure them out for the life of me. And he's just like moving them around and. Oh, the levels beat and i'm like how did he know how to do that it's it's interesting it's and then it goes like the whole monarch programming thing like they're learning it through genetics they might not even be learned you know they're learning it through genetic code get it passed down and if they reproduce at, at this rate if they reproduce and pass down another genetic lineage um two more generations and i don't even think they'll be human beings anymore i don't think you can consider the next few generations human beings if things keep going the way they are okay have any of y'all ever had like a spiritual download where like you woke up and you were like receiving information i've had it one time where it was absolutely undeniable where like information that i did not previously have was filling my head and it only lasted for like a minute and then it was off well, I mean, in, in that sense, it was spiritual. But what if that same thing is happening to these young kids at night, and they wouldn't—they wouldn't necessarily have the uh, language or framework to uh, express it to their parents, you know? Or maybe we're just all robots living in Westworld, and literally, when they go to sleep, they're getting their software updates, <laughs> and I just have mine turned off. I can't figure it out. <laughs> well, and then when I have feelings that somebody's plugging into the soles of my feet, that's them uh, working on my robot back at the lab. <laughs> well, I, I don't kind of have this weird theory about life. Like, what if life was, we're all light beings, right? Like, 
you know so what if uh you know because they say like even there's angels that act like humans and they drink and they eat and do all this kind of stuff what if the human experience is just a video game that lasts yeah yeah you know 40 years to 90 years and you just wake up out of your pod and you're like huh being a human is very interesting man that's crazy ron because friday i i had a guest on and we were talking about dreams and and conscious realms and what have you and we kind of got on the topic of okay so when we're awake and we're sitting here in this zoom meeting what if this is us actually sleeping and, and we're we're dreaming and then when we go to bed at night that's when we're actually at work and you know what what is conscious reality and then yeah. today i i had a, a another guy on and i i don't know I, you know it, it's one of those things do you b- believe his story I, I i i tend to to sway that i i do you know he he claims he did a 20 and back and you know, went, went through that whole, whole, whole program and some of the, the beings and, and his ways of thinking of, you know, what happens when, you know, we die. Okay. Is it easier to live 80 years and then get reincarnated into, you know, another type of being after, you know, we leave this planet into, okay, now maybe I can live for 200 because it's a little easier because I learned. And then, you know, he, he talked about, you know, there's there's other human type races out there from from different galaxies that live for a thousand years, and he he supposedly met him, and it, so it, it kind of like it, it blew my mind. Uh, you know, I've I've listened to his interview on some other podcast, you know, back in the day, and it, it it was just like, you know, here I am talking to him and actually conversating, and it's it's challenging my way of thinking, and I I don't at the end of the day. It, it, you can take what he went through. You can take what religion is taught. You can take spirituality. Uh, what happens after we die? At the end of the day, at the end of the day, all, all that is just theory of what we think might might be good. And whatever theory you believe in as a human that makes you happy and, and makes you, you feel good and to do good, that that's great. Do it. Because... You know, we, the world's full of assholes do, do something to, to, to be good. And if believing in, in Jesus and being saved is good for you. Great. If you want to believe in Allah, great. If you want to believe in Shiva or Buddha or how the Norse believed or the native Americans believed or the first nations in, in all around the world believe, do it. You know, at the end of the day, if it makes you feel like you're being a better person, do it. That, that's all well. there is to it. Yeah. Yeah. Free will. I I want to, I think it was Dolores Cannon. I don't know if you've read any Dolores Cannon, but, and it was a long time, time ago, but she, she, that lady, you read some of her books. I think she's passed now, but kind of like you just said, like you go down a rabbit hole and then all of a sudden it expands your thinking to such a degree that you go, Oh, wait a minute. All bets are off. My belief system has just been, my paradigm is, um, but I want to say that, uh, part of her teachings and thought was, and I've heard this other places besides her, but she's the one that comes to mind is that, you know, uh, in uh, consciousness, the, this consensus reality is the only place that time is linear, that there is no time essentially in the realm of consciousness. And so I was going to interject that, um, you know, I've 
rolled that around in my head for quite a long time and you know made all the considerations is this is this a simulation you know are there past lives have i had them are there concurrent lives and so um for about i would say maybe the last two years you know i'm a middle of the night peer so i get up almost every night like once and you're in a fairly liminal state still you know your your way your brain waves or or mine uh i get the sensation at least once or twice a week of course there's no time so a week whatever but um it is i'll be like oh i'm back here doing this person right now and so whenever i get that you know it'll wake me up to the degree where i think well where was i just now where i was either doing another timeline in this life or doing another another person altogether and then during one of those one time i mean this is super stoner talk but one of those times i had the sensation of like maybe i'm actually somebody else being me right now like somebody else is like i'm gonna dip into this like whitney person and see what's good here you know and so with you know running concurrently with that thought is the ayahuasca you know uh journeying i've done that has shown me that you know we all are one comes back to the the deep zen buddhist uh, all beetles thought that you know we're we're actually all one consciousness you know expressing ourselves through all of the other drops in the ocean you know all of us here are really one one mind you know we're like is it is it your intro ghost where you take that um maybe not i think i just sorry sorry i went down a tangent but um no, you know uh with, with that, the oh i think it might be anyway sorry to go off on that tangent but i i, I want to say about parents today a young man realized that yes that one yes, yeah yeah is that your yeah, that, okay yeah that that's so essentially actually. that's the thought you know that's the thinking behind that all that diatribe i just went on yeah my friend abby she's like a dream researcher and she and i both have had this experience where like somebody is talking to you and you are fairly certain you're somewhere else and then you wake up and you're here and right uh Dolores Cannon I, I do believe is one of the people that brought that forward but she also brought forward the idea of the NPC from video games actually being an issue and I believe the way she put it was three quarters of people that you pass in like uh the metro or at the airport are placeholders they're just <laughs> there to make it look real crazy and if we extrapolate that out to the current situation we've all seen a lot of uh, placeholders wearing masks recently mm -hmm. yeah and um also uh you know that's well i mean i don't know i mean unless you're zen buddha 24 7 everybody's a little bit of an npc here and there you know we could be the NPC of like, I think Matt said that before from Great Deception that well, what if we're the NPCs for other people's lives? <laughs> like, like, I wonder that every day. Yeah, I wonder that every day because 
I'm walking through these like garages in these car dealerships and I'm thinking, look at this guy. He's turning the same wrench on the same car doing the same thing. But then you reverse it you, you and he's probably thinking, who's this asshole pulling a shop back through my shop like the same time every day doing this. And it's, it's interesting to think about, but yeah, I, going off that like kind of liminal space when you wake up, like I'll wake up sometimes and take my dogs out and I'm not awake yet, but I just go through the motions and I wonder, like, are we just that programmed sometimes to know how to do it? Like I can put my shoes, I can do it with my eyes closed. I can get their leashes, get everything and just get them outside. But I don't physically, I can't, I'm, I can't tell you how I'm doing it because I'm still like half asleep. So yeah, it's well, very out of body in a, in yeah, a weird sense. I, I, I know it takes me about 15 to 20 steps to get to the toilet for my, my bed. You know what I mean? And I, I can do it with my eyes almost closed and a hand just kind of on the wall, just walking through the dark. Okay, yep, here I go. You know, I'm going to the bathroom in the middle of the night and then shuffle back and hop in bed and back to sleep I go. You know what I mean? So, yeah, maybe we are that programmed. Uh, with the new uh, Da Vinci thing that I kind of break down about how uh... – the last supper painting is expressing like how uh, our brain processes light and how optics work and stuff. Like um, basically when you're, what you're talking about, Nico, like doing stuff and just kind of doing it, you're thinking through the front of your eyes. You're seeing through the front of your eyes when really we see from the back of our brain. <laughs> so like, wow. like everybody here, if you actually uh, like kind of like set your uh, focus onto the back of your mind, where the uh, visual cortex is you'll notice that your vision becomes more clear and the world become gets put into focus because it's it, that's it's like uh being one with your body like the mind and the uh, spirit and the uh, flesh being like one the consciousness and the mind like melding you know because because now instead of doing it's like um it's like driving, but you're not focusing on the road, but you still get to your destination. That's like looking through the front of your eyes while uh, working vision, the way our brain does it, uh, takes you into the reality uh, more clearly. It's like saying like, that's why uh, you want to be one with your body. You want to be in tune with your body because uh, being in tune with your inside uh, makes you in tune with the outside world mm. that whole yeah, like that's, you know that know yeah. thyself it's <laughs> really interesting because like i was just doing this the other day with my son i gave him a bunch of my old ninja turtle action figures they're at my parents house now i haven't seen these or touched touched these toys in 15 years you know or whenever and he was like we were playing this game where I closed my eyes and he was like, guess which one it is. And just from like touching them again, I haven't 20 years, probably, honestly, I was telling him which ones they were just from touch. And his mind was like exploding. He was like, how do Whoa. you know? How do you know? And it's just a little bit was like intuition, but it was like this weird memory, just like kicked back without my sight feeling. And I was like, Oh, I know this one's Raphael. I know this one's Leonardo with a skateboard or whatever. And, like it's a just, muscle memory yeah like psychic muscle memory totally useless psychic muscle memory <laughs> <laughs> with old action figures but it was just his mind was blown and it, it was i was like kind of impressed too that i like knew which ones they were without like 
playing with them or seeing them. It was very bizarre. The power was, of the imagination fun... is you can you can see in the dark. Like sometimes when I'm working on jobs, like I gotta stick my hand in the hole. I I don't really uh I can't see in the hole. But like you're saying, the the feeling and the intuition. I'm like creating. I'm like seeing without looking into the hole. You know. I could see the environment without actually looking at it. And that's, uh, that's the whole thing. Like we need light to see, but when we close our eyes and use our imagination, light, light is created and we're able to, to see in a new way, you know? I've, I've had that uh, sensation before while meditating. Um, yeah, me too. Deep meditation. I'll, because I meditate with my eyes closed and sometimes I'll meditate with an eye shade and earplugs, depending on what's going on. Mm -hmm. And I've had the sensation of being able to see the room with light, you know, uh, and then, you know, can be sort of distracting, but also can send you deeper, you know, cause you're understanding that you're not seeing with your eyes, you're seeing with your, you know, that's why Lucifer is the light bringer, right? Because that's the false light. The true light is the mm. light we create with our minds. Because mm. that's that's the light. That's that's that eternal light. We don't we don't need uh, the sun, or we don't need artificial light to truly see. Yeah. You know? uh, in uh, in the meditations I do, I like I purposely go into the absolute darkness inside my mind, and. Like uh, the most powerful one I've had is one where I dissolved into the blackness of that is. And that's when I experienced that uh, oneness with everything that was, is, and is to come. And that I just, the level of knowing that I've never been born and I have never died. I've Even on uh, psychedelics, I've never felt it as strongly as I did in this particular uh, meditation a couple of weeks ago and it's it's like it's becoming more and more a like completely different uh realm in, inside myself and so i've heard the the uh quote that ron just uh mentioned multiple times since that meditation that this is the false light out here that we see with these eyes and the true light is the one that in your visual cortex, you see with your pineal gland mm -hmm. that they call the, the king's chamber, right? And you have the 33 vertebrae going up your spine for the 33 years of Christ, right? And then the, the sacred prism, the cerebral spinal fluid. Do y'all know about that, uh, that breathing technique where you like uh, from the base of your spine, you set your intention and bring the air up that, your body is that mm -hmm. the wim hof yeah it's sort of like that i and then when you get to like your solar plexus you do a double pump of your uh, your ab muscles and then you visualize the cerebrospinal fluid coming up into your pineal gland the, and it, it putting mechanical pressure against it to cause it to release the dimethyltryptamine and i i'm i'm pretty Damn, sure that's crazy it's pretty, uh, and it's like bringing the sacred prism up into the king's chamber. And for like three days, you'll have like uh, a series of very strange events. And then eventually it'll go down. And it's also, it's oddly, the, the more sexually active you are, 
the less you're able to uh, bring that chrism up because the, the energy either leaves you to create life or you bring it up for enlightenment. And um, yeah, is that the whole the spine, up, Yeah, that's what I was going to just say. Is that what that nut up the spine is? <laughs> but, um, well, that's also called like the spilling the cup of Hermes, you know. Okay. It's like, yeah, it was the other whole thing. But no, I've never, uh, I've never heard, done that. That sounds pretty crazy. Like, it makes sense though. Like, the one thing I was doing to help uh, open up my third eye was uh, the whole uh, sticking your tongue on the back of your uh, buck teeth, your front teeth, top yeah. front teeth, and then you uh, say like "tho" or something like that. You say, and it vibrates uh, that bone going up to your uh, pineal gland. Right. And it causes, I think the uh, monks called it the holy elixir or something, the drip that they said it would, they could feel it drip into the back of their throat or of some sort. Is that what you're talking about, Ron? Oh, no, I would, um, I would use the vibe, uh, the vibrations onto my teeth. Like, I guess the, the teeth are connected to the nose bone that connects up to the pineal gland and, and it's supposedly like you vibrate your pineal gland that way it's like a way to like vibrate and shake off the calcification i've heard that the act chanting you know chanting in general um not only can put you in a hypnotic state but also um the you know like you said the vibration can um stimulate the pineal yeah, I saw something one time where it was like Rosicrucians and like their magic and stuff. And all they were doing was like singing notes. I guess like they were because like certain notes that they were chanting were getting them like tuned into a certain frequency that they wanted to tap into. Yeah. Like it got them to that. Not only did it get them to that state like trance-like, but it got them to that state on a vibrational level. Like they were like matching that vibration or whatever. So I guess that makes sense why, like in the Catholic Church, why they would sing like the way that they do. Right. You know, or, there's some some sort of magic to that, I'm sure. Like Nam Yaho Renge Kyo or Om or um, mm, Om or yeah, any of those vibratory. Because um, I think that's what they say with Om. Like when you say Om, it it sets you in the same vibra uh, vibration as like the Godhead or whatever. Right. Right. Like, and it's interesting. I've been doing a lot of research into the Lord of the Rings. And when you read the kind of origins of it, the universe was sung into existence. And when you kind of compare that to the Bible, you know, God spoke and it right. goes off. And I was word. Yeah. The, the vibration of the words. And I just had I've had this thought for a while, but I've always wondered, like, in the Garden of Eden, we're Adam and Eve, light beings, like spiritual, just balls of light and when they you know realized they were naked or whatever they had to take these animal furs and i've always wondered if the animal skins that they had to put on were the human meat suits dude that that's next level dude that's I a good like point that. man that's that was good and universe uh could be uh translated into one song right mm, so yeah yeah It's, it's interesting. Um, 
I was going to ask too, because I know Ghost was, I was supposed to be on a podcast. I think Ryan did it from Dangerous World, but the whole idea of opening your third eye, is it a good thing? And I think it is a good thing, but I wonder if it's something for everyone. Like, I don't know if everyone could open their third eye. You know what I mean? Or not that they couldn't do it. I think everyone can has the capability. Is it? Do you want to? Right. Does everyone <laughs> want to? Like, is it a good idea if everyone did? No, be, I, <clears throat> to be honest with you, and, and this kind of goes back to a conversation my wife and I had a, a few months ago, and she's like, you know, some of the things that you talk about, you know, uh, and topics scare me. And I remember driving in the car and I was just, I just looked at her. I said, it scares you because it, it, it's going to, it challenges your very core of everything that you've, you've believed and have been taught or programmed. I said, and she's like, okay, you know, I, I get that, that that's fair. So I don't, I think you're right, Nico, everybody has the ability if they want to, but I think too many people are, are scared to confront because because opening your third eye has to also coincide with, okay, you know, I, I was abused as a kid. I had, I had to come to terms with that. You know what I mean? So, you know, I have to learn to love myself in order to, and forgive, you know, the wrongdoings that were done to me in order to love everybody else. And, you know, not everybody can do that because, you know, too many people want to play the victim game. And by me it, it, accepting that, um, it made me, in my in my humble opinion, a better father because I broke that cycle. I I, right. I didn't do that with my daughter, and you know, if if and and then going down and opening your third eye to to more knowledge of what could or what is or what might be out there, um, you know, most and it, and it goes back to shadow work. You know, if you're going to open your third eye, you're going to have to do a lot of shadow work. And if you can't come to grips with, with your shadow or your ego, um, you're not going to handle opening your third eye, in, in my yeah. humble opinion. But I think it is a good thing. You know what well, I mean? The thing is, it's all about integrating what you see with your third eye into right. this place, into this simulation, you know, yeah. and, and that's the hard part. It's, you know, when you, uh, when you have a, a third eye opening experience, it's, uh, you know, it's a, obviously a paradigm game changer. It's how do you bring it back and deal with those in this culture or this world that don't understand what you're talking about, who you are. So it's, it's not for the faint of heart. That's for sure. You gotta, you gotta read your room. If you do, if it happens, you gotta read yeah. your room, you know? And I think it and kind of, sorry, ghost. I was oh, just going to say, I, I think just, it, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I feel it's, I feel like everyone has had some moment where they've had it open and it's the same thing with how I believe with paranormal experiences too. It's what people choose to like, they can choose to ignore it or they can choose to go down that rabbit hole and try to figure out. I feel like everyone at some point has had a glimpse of their third eye opening and they just choose to ignore that or chalk it up to a weird dream. Or I saw some, you know what I mean? Uh, my thing like uh one i don't know if uh, i think you know because i've had my third eye open you know younger i i od'd on uh sleeping pills when i was 18 it was like 10 minutes away from dying and when i finally like snapped out of that i was like super super spiritual like it was crazy like but uh 
I think I, I think I had my Kundalini awakened then like through trauma, but, um, when I was practicing with the magic stuff, I actually unlocked the ESP, like remote viewing abilities. Like one day I just woke up one day and the, the world felt different. And I realized when I could close my eyes, I could literally like send my brain around like a drone. Like it was blurry. Like it was just like, I was just getting these abilities. And then like at the end of the day, it kicked me and I'm like, I don't want this. <laughs> it's like i was eating healthy i was eating clean i was i wasn't smoking i wasn't doing drugs i wasn't drinking really and uh i was like oh drinking a beer smoking a cigarette like 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 you said it's it's like do you want to have those abilities because like for me it was like what would i what would i even use this stuff for i don't i don't want to serve myself uh for any reasons i don't want to use it for self-service so um i was like I made the decision that uh, I don't want those abilities and it's okay. Like I had this thing, like you don't have to be a Jedi. No, and everybody doesn't have to be a Jedi. You could be a Han Solo and that's all right too. So that's my, that's my thing with the whole third eye thing. Like, like, yeah, people are like, Oh, I want a remote view and I want to do all this kind of psychic stuff. Well, when it actually happens, are to you though you know that's like saying you want to bungee jump but then when you're up there on that bridge and it's time to go you're like oh fuck this yeah <laughs> and, and and whitney when when you said uh re, being able to read your room um i'll be honest you know when when i first came in here it, it it took me a minute to to feel the energy out and feel where the conversation was going and and to pick up on you know what everybody was was spitting out but but once once i did man th this has been a great conversation and and I, it has i i love it i've i've loved every minute of it like you know what i mean like i came in and i was just like trying to figure everything out and then boom all of a sudden it hits and it's like okay hit the ground running you know uh, i'm gonna be the, the you know i'm i gotta run with the cheetahs you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> yeah and that goes into being an empath to ghost. And this is always a topic I love talking with you about. Like, how have you kind of honed in on your abilities and things like that? Because I, I think everyone in here is an empath. Uh, hmm. I guess just actually over the last two years, once it was brought to my attention that I needed, I just started focusing on it more. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you and I talked, you know, I used to go into to any store and just get sensory overload. And now I don't I don't get that. And I think a little bit of it has also me starting a podcast has has helped greatly because I'm not the person that I that I used to be. I can go up to strangers, have a conversation. Someone random can come up to me, ask me a question, and I'm not going to be like super guarded and like, you know, get away from me i'll be like oh yeah I'll, I'll entertain it and you know call it woo woo whatever you know carrying around some you know certain crystals um has greatly helped and you know once you start you know and, and i'm not the best at it but i'm starting to realize patterns like you know you you get a certain feel from you know somebody is just not a right vibe you know they're there's somebody out in the community right now that, that I'm not getting a good vibe from. And, I, and I, I, I just don't, I'm not connecting with it. And I, I, as you would say in New York, 
or you know New York City. I think the dude's a fugazi. I'm not going to put any names out there. He's just a fugazi. He he he's a fake. He's a fraud. Um, he might be a nice guy at the end of the day, but you know it is what it is. But you know you, you come across certain individuals, especially in, in the podcast community. Um, I got that from other people, and you know my 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 intuition and and me judging the energy that i'm receiving off that you know the more you do it the more you hone in on it and you're not always going to be right you know what i mean like i i i completely got a, a wrong vibe off uh, a certain podcast that i am now really really good friends with you know what i mean and it, i don't know why i was getting that and maybe it was just me being Oh my God, I, I can't believe I'm talking to, to, to this certain podcast, you know, cause I've listened to that podcast for, for a couple of years, you know, and it could have just been me, me being nervous, you know, and, and, and you have to figure that out. And sometimes you have to, okay, you're getting that. Okay. Well, let's entertain a conversation and we'll see how it goes. And right away, you're going to know, well, maybe not right away, but after a few minutes of, of having a conversation, you're going to know, okay, this energy is dead. There's nothing here that I'm connecting with. I, 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 I'm not buying none of it. And hey, I'm just going to have to let you go. Nothing personal. It's just, you know, hey, I I can't connect with you. You know what I mean? And, and it, it could be me. It could be you, you know, know, who knows, but to, to recognize that energy and be able to, okay, assess the situation. You, You don't need to fight or flight. You just need to realize, okay, that feeling that you got, now apply it to the next time it comes in to your life. And if you get that from a stranger or you get that from a coworker, whoever, you know, just be mindful of it and then analyze it and, and take a step back. You know, look at yourself, look at that person and look at the situation. You know, is it me? Is it him? Is it the situation as a whole? Or is it really at the end of the day, that person? And, you know, in my life, eight times out of 10, it's that person, you know what I mean? Or or maybe even seven times out of 10, you know, because I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, I'm dialed in to to, boom, you know, I'm human, you know, I'm going to make mistakes. So I don't know that that's just how I do it. I have a quick little story, right? Like I consider myself pretty intuitive, right? I mean, especially with the mediumship and stuff like I have different hats, like my way I make my money is as an artist, but then when I do the mediumship stuff, I even use a different name. And so it's kind of like I shift back and forth. And in one life, uh, they really almost don't relate to each other. However, in my walking around life as an artist, I I go into people's homes, right? And uh, I had this client call me and um, I told my husband, I'm I'm like, I got to give you this guy's address because I'm creeped out. Just creep the F out, but you know, money's money. And long story short, he's probably had me in his house 20 times now doing various art projects and commissions and murals and all of this stuff. And, um, you know, always this weird shady sort of creep factor, but it's okay. Like I, he's not a serial killer. I'm not in his dungeon or anything. And then, you know, now he thinks of me as a friend and likewise, and then he disclosed to me that he's been, um, an, an oxycontin addict for 20 years. And I was like, well, that throws the whole wrench into it. So my point to you ghost is like, is it them? Is it me? 
you, I would assume as you're probably an empath and you're probably very intuitive. Sometimes it literally really is them, but they don't know why. And you may never know why, you know, you're just reading the energy, you know, and you just got to trust it. And that essentially, you know, it's, you're not using your visual third eye, but you're using, you know, all of your other instinctual skills that got us a hundred thousand years in evolution, you know, that's why we're here essentially, you know, so I just want to throw that little story in because that, that revelation just came to me, I guess it was last month. I went, okay, you know, poor guy, you know, he, he's, he's never going to not have this habit. He manages it, you know, it's, it, you know, whatever it is, what it is. But I, I went, that's the weird thing that I was picking up. Not that he was had, you know, a collection of tiny shoes under his bed, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's funny you say that because last night I went over to my buddy's house. He lives a couple houses up and we, we were all hanging out, have, having a couple drinks, whatever, throwing some darts. And, you know, his, his girlfriend or whatever had some friends over as well. And there was this one girl there that just, just her energy was just pinging. And the more I, I would watch and she would just bounce around, bounce around, bounce around, bounce around. And then I, I picked up on, okay, this girl has like no meat on her bones. And then she pulls out a boost to drink. And I'm like, okay. So I just walked up to her and I, I said, Hey, whatever you're going through, just calm down and you'll make it through this. And she just kind of looked at me and she's like, what do you mean? I said, Hey, I don't know what's going on, but whatever's going on, you know, you'll get through it. And well, and right away she goes, well, I need X amount of calories to, to, to get through my day. I said, I know just maybe make a meal. You don't, you don't need that. And I left it at that. And then after a little while, you know, she kind of came up and she's like, what do you mean? And Nico, you'll kind of appreciate this. Um, I said, here, come outside and, you know, out, out of the garage because they were playing music, you know, into the driveway or whatever, which isn't very long, you know, maybe a car's length or whatever. And I said, here, listen to this. And I, I played her uh, a, a nosy, um where he's sitting on the couch uh, doing just a poem about, you know, his struggles with addiction and this and that. And you, I, I visually watched her fight off the tears and was just like, oh my God, this guy, this guy knows, you know, you know, and, and wow. then it kind of weirded her out. And I said, J just listen to some of his, his music. And, and again, whatever you're going through, you'll get through it. And I left it at that. And her whole demeanor just kind of changed to like, how the fuck does this guy know? <laughs> like, I've never met this guy. And it, it was just one of those things is like, you're going through some shit. I think you're addicted to meth, you know, and, and you can get through this. Everybody can, can, can get through whatever they're struggling. You just have to want to do it. And I don't know. I, I felt good at the, at the end of the night. You know what I mean? Cause I was like, you know, Hey, if I helped her, I helped her. You know, if I didn't, you know, I tried and it was just one of those things. I, I picked up on that energy and I was just, I, I don't even know. I was just like, you'll get through with whatever you're going through. Just calm down relax eat something you know so it, it's it, like you were called to be in service to another human being in a way yeah and it was just happenstance you know I, I was just like hey i'm going over to my buddy's house you know to my wife you know she was on the phone with you know her girlfriends or whatever they were doing like a a, a group 
I do talk at the tavern on a Friday night and she does talk in the basement with her girlfriends. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, so uh, I was just like, Hey, we wrapped up early. I'm, I'm just going to go over there. And she's like, okay, you know, whatever. And I went over and I'd never met this person before in my life. Never. She'd never been there. You know what I mean? It's, it, it, it was just weird. And, but it was like, I was put in that position to be there at that time yeah. to maybe say something that may not help tomorrow, but maybe a year down the road, she might click and be like, Oh my God, I remember that, that dude. I don't, I don't know his name. Cause he never, never told me his name, but he, he came up to me and he just told me whatever I'm going through, I'll get through it. And now's the time I'm going to get through it. And, you know, I, and I guess it kind of rings a little personal to me because my oldest stepson went through a meth addiction and has, has beat it and, and has now gone on to be successful in his career. And that's, you know, that's kind of why I reached out to, to, to Nosey to get his, you know, story out there. And I'll, I'll be honest, you know, I haven't released the episode yet. You know, I got off of it and was talking with my wife. I said, you know, I'm a big dude, ex-military. It takes me a lot to, to tear up. I said, there was times I was fighting, you know, some tears in my eyes because it was hitting home. And I was so proud of what Nosey's gone through and overcome because he looks his addiction straight in the face and gives it two two big middle fingers and, wow. and, and is like, F you, I'm done with you. You know what I mean? And it, it, I don't know. It, it's just one of those beautiful things. Him and I, it, it just was one of those connections that, wow, nice. we came across each other's path. Happenstance, you know, just happened to listen, hear him on Nico's podcast and then started following him on Instagram and just watching and watching and then, you know, listening to some of his music and, and what have you and reached out to him and bam, it, it was like wow. it was meant to be because of what my oldest stepson went through. Now that was meth, you know, he, he was on heroin and what have you, but there's still narcotics, there's still opioids and, and highly addictive drugs and they both beat him. And it, it, you know, if, if I can help that to, to someone else, that's a complete stranger, I'm going to do it. You know what I mean? It, it, not make fun of them and record a video. Look at this person nodding off in the store. Can't even make me a sandwich or whatever at subway help the help the person. You know what I mean? Be a good human at the end of the day. <laughs> that's yeah. what it all boils down to. I mean, you never know as corny as it sounds like when you're going to be that angel for someone, you know what I mean? And that's why it, Again, as corny as it sounds, it just truly doesn't pay to be a fucking asshole all the time. Like, it's... I had I had a situation a couple of days ago on a podcast where I was sharing my experience where I was thrown into the floor, and um, this other person that was on the uh, podcast with me, like, went out of their way to invalidate my experience and right up until this point I've been uh, doing really well with like giving people space to express themselves and me keep on trucking but this particular individual for whatever reason everything in my being was like this this cannot stand you know I felt like the guy from uh, the big Lebowski you know <laughs> John Goodman's character all of a sudden. And I just quickly uh, went into attack mode. And afterward, you know, I felt bad that I 
lost my uh, composure a, a little bit. But it, I don't know, it's like the constant growing, right? So you, you need those experiences to remind yourself that you're still human and you still need to work on yourself. Mm -hmm. But then also, there are assholes out there that will try to like, you know, fuck with you. <laughs> steal, steal your louche, as they say. Yeah. Trust me, I used to be one of those assholes back in the day. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, even when my wife and I first started dating, you know, she would talk to her girlfriend and be like, you're dating him? He was the biggest fucking asshole in school. Like he, he, he didn't care. He was almost like a bully. You know what I mean? Like, cause I, I didn't, I had a death wish at that time. You know, you're a teenager, oh. shitty home life, whatever. Went to the military, got straightened out a little bit, learned how to control my anger issues and then continued to work on them o over the years to the point where now it's just like, why the fuck even get angry? You know what I mean? Uh, if, if you want to fight and have an argument and I, it's not the the proper thing because even when my wife and I argue, you know, I just shut that sh shut down, jam out. I'm not talking. I'll still do kind things for you, and maybe we can resolve it, you know, in, in a civil discussion. If not, you'll come around. I'll come around, and we'll get back on track. You know what I mean? It's just a small de derailment, but I'm not feeding. I'm not feeding out negative energy. It's not worth the, it anymore. You know what I mean? Thing with you know? uh, anger, you know, I grew up with anger issues like big big time like i would i would fight people at the drop of a hat for saying like the slightest thing and um getting getting over it i had i realized that it got me high that's that right. was my addiction right. was the 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 feelings i got from being angry because even though i would say like oh i don't like this i don't like this like i had to come with grips like i actually do like it i enjoy the adrenaline rush i enjoy the getting you know i enjoy getting angry it was addicting to me so uh getting over my anger issues was coming to terms with that like i enjoy this for some sick odd reason i have to just <laughs> realize that and when i realized that i was able to get over my anger issues i knew like okay i knew uh when i was pushing certain situations like i wasn't doing it like i didn't want to get angry but like you know, like with a drug addiction, like I made it happen for myself against my better judgment, I guess, you know, but getting over it, I had to, I had to realize that, you know, like <laughs> that's, that's, I think that's where people uh, aren't able to get over their anger issues is because they think it's something else when they don't realize that they're addicted to the anger. They, you know, they might not enjoy it, but but it gets them high and that's the truth to it. You know, for me, at least, you know, nothing and it's I think so, that could actually help a lot of people. Yeah. And it's so easy to fall into those low vibrations. I mean, mm. the last two weeks for me, it's been like, I know I shouldn't engage in any of this behavior that people are throwing at us, but you just have to do it. But I've noticed too, like if I just ignore the stuff that's going on, it kind of goes away. It just, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. I mean, I know that sounds it's a really simple, stupid explanation for it. But it's like, just don't feed the wheat, like, don't give into it. But it's funny when you're talking ghost, uh, I just remembered, because my wife hates ET too. She's terrified of ET. And she, uh, she wanted me to ask you if 
the reason because she said the reason she hates or doesn't like et is it brings her this like deep sadness looking at this character and she said i bet you his anger towards et is an actual deep sadness he has for this creature or whatever it is and i was wondering is there any truth to that or do you just hate the fucking thing let the fucker die (laughs) fucking hate them i don't know why and I, I i even talked to to my guest that i had on earlier today i was just like you know hey what do you think about this and he's like well i'd have to break break certain things down he and i, and I said look i i don't think i've had an alien abduction but you know why do i hate you know et and gray's you know used to freak me out i can look at him now but uh you know i i had that i said but i was also five or six years old when i got taken to the movie theater to see that this movie but before that you know had the pajamas had had the little finger had the posters you know loved everything about it and now no i hate the little guy i i I don't know maybe that stems in because he was short and weird maybe that stems into why i don't really care for midgets i don't know I, I got weird, weird phobias, you know, <laughs> but <laughs> I, I, maybe, maybe I could be sad for him, but I, I don't know when his head was pulsating and, and, and what have you. And I don't know. It just, it gr- gross. Let, let, let the dude die. You know, I don't know. I'm yeah. sorry. That's why I have good. no empathy for that guy. It's all good. But, um, but, uh, I'm yeah. going to have to bounce here, here real soon. So yeah, I was going to say I'm going on almost nine hours of interviews today. So I'm, my brain for you, man, foggy. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I think this was a very successful uh, group. Um, if anyone has any closing words, my son just woke up before when I ran away for a second. So why don't we wrap it up here? Everyone can do their plugs. If you have any closing words of wisdom, that'd be great. And I, I would love to do this again, maybe get some yeah. more people and keep Absolutely. this crew. I, I think this is a great crew for conversation for sure. So yeah, thank you all for coming on and uh, go ahead and plug your stuff. <laughs> well, lady, ladies first. Well, I, I had so much fun. And thanks for having me, guys. You know, we're having a lady along. It's great. And uh, I love all I listen to all you. Uh, so I really um, appreciate it. You know, I'm, I'm right now I'm a guest and um, I'm out of town working. I'm a guest in somebody's house. And and they were like, OK, we'll have dinner for you later. And I was like, I'm going to have to dip out. And I so um, and because I said there's no way I'm going to miss this, you know, so I really appreciate uh, it a lot and letting me talk and stuff. So um, my website is uh, WhitneyFoxMedium.com. And then I have an Instagram that uh, is TricksterFox7. So I'd love anybody to hit me up and say, hey. And um, yeah, I'd love to, Nico, I'd love to do it again. This was fun. If I'm invited, I'm there. Definitely. Okay. I have a YouTube channel called Hypnagogic Tourist Podcast, and you can find me at Instagram, Lehman Dolan's Art, and I really enjoyed it, and I'm always here if you'll have me. Yes, sir. Ghost? <laughs> yeah, thanks. Thanks, brother. Uh, it was nice catching up with you again, and and on a personal note, if you need, need someone to vent to, you know, reach out you know, shoot me a text, give me a call. I, you know, I'm here. I, I got big shoulders for a reason. So, you know, I know what you're going through and, and what have you, it's not easy, but, uh, thanks for having me, uh, Whitney, my blessings. I, I was blown away that you actually listened to my podcast. Yeah. I, I've 
I've heard you on Nico's and, and texted Nico. I'm like, Oh man, she's amazing. And you know, to, to finally get a, get to talk to you. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, shoot me an email. If, if any of, uh, Nico's listeners or Whitney, you want to get a hold of me, it's my third iPod at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram at my third iPodcast. Uh, telegram is t.me forward slash my third iPod YouTube, which, uh, come on, give me some likes, subscribes. You know, I, I, I got the hours. I just need the, the subs to, to get monetized. So, uh, on YouTube, it's my third eye podcast and do not, do not hesitate to give Nico, uh, myself, Ron, a five-star rating and review on Spotify <laughs> or Apple iTunes. You know, it just, it just helps all the way around. And if you want one of those awesome shirts that says government, is the virus go to dangerousworldstore.com i gotta plug plug ryan he's he's been there since day one to help me and uh me and him just kind of go back and forth helping each other so again dangerousworldstore.com government is the virus there's many other shirts products over there perfectly priced and the quality's great and uh having said that thank you nico it was so nice to 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 be invited and to have this privilege to to talk to you again and you liam and ron haven't talked to you in a little while and whitney first time talking to you thank you much much blessings and i hope everybody has a uh a great rest of the weekend thank you ghosts and yeah i want to thank you for the tavern i haven't been on in a couple of weeks but i always love going on talk at the tavern and very reminiscent. Yeah, I haven't been getting my invites to the tavern, but that's all right. <laughs> that's all right. I'm a little drunk. I can understand. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm uh, Ron from the uh, Imaginary Thought, and uh, I was gonna say, uh, uh, Nico, thanks for having me on and everything. And it's always good talking to you. And, and uh, Whitney, nice meeting you. Uh, my girlfriend actually, she, she we've listened to like, I think like two of your episodes, and she she likes your perspective and everything like that. Awesome. She's a little bit of a fan. Great. <laughs> Nico, I, so, I, I got to apologize. All of a sudden, Zoom booted me out for a second. So I, I didn't even get to hear anything you said, but I'll listen to the episode when it comes out. Oh, I just said, I appreciate this. Your talk at the tavern and Matt's, you know, the great deceptions of Monday Night Master Debaters was kind of the inspiration for this as well. So thank you for that. All right. So. Did everyone get kicked out? What's going on? Let's <laughs> let's wrap it up here. Good night, everyone. Good night, Love you all guys. Of you. Good night. We'll talk soon. Bye. All right, hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And that's the show, folks. I really hope you enjoyed it. And I know you enjoyed it because you stayed this long to hear my voice. Uh, if you like the content I produce, best thing you can do is to leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, that helps the show grow a lot. And uh, yeah, if you'd like to be on one of these roundtable discussions, send me an email, upstateunconventional at gmail.com, 
or on Instagram, uh, upstate underscore unconventional. And uh, yeah, we'll get you on. And the other thing you can do is share the show. Share it with everybody you know on every social media platform, wherever you can share it. Scream it from a rooftop. I don't care. That'd be great. Um, Yeah. And last, again, just a huge shout out to Matt from The Great Deception and Ghost from My Third Eye Podcast for inspiring me to put one of these little chats together. Go check out their shows. They're excellent. You won't regret it. And I will see you guys in the next episode. Love y'all.